Podcast. Top 5 fight scenes in martial arts movies with Blake Stevenson. As per usual, we went deep, folks, so strap in. What is up, you savages? This is the Protect Your Neck Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Tom. Analysts is work you can find over at MMAJunkie.com. But on this year's program, the Protect Your Neck Podcast, we break down high-level MMA. We do it in a slightly different way, especially in shows like this, which will be a top five show. But this is, in fact, a very different top five show. So before I get lost in the weeds, uh, as you know, for these top five shows, we kind of dive back into history. This will be more film martial arts history than actual martial arts history. Uh, But I need a co-host to do that. So today I brought one from another Top 5 episode before he does his own work. I'll let him plug that here in a second. It is my man, Blake Stevenson, at Blake Stevenson on Twitter. And you can find him as well on Facebook, Blake Stevenson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, damn Tom, man? Uh, Thank you for having me out, bro. It's been, I was just thinking about this the other day. It's going to be like three years since we did a show. It would have been three years in August, dude. It was insane. Since we did a show. Yeah, it was um, just, just to, for quick reference for people, a, a good. We don't, we don't timestamp these shows too much, but just so people to bring them up to speed, that was a little thing called Mayweather McGregor around that just happened because we were covering <laughs> top five boxers in MMA. So that's where, mm-hmm. that, that, that's what Blake is referencing people. Yeah, man. And uh, when I was doing uh, my show at the time, really heavy, uh, Loaded Joe's MMA podcast. Had damn Tom on there, and we broke we broke down the fight in every which way possible. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm I'm just out and about, and and uh, I have a I have a new podcast called Unfiltered Bachelor. I still include some of the Loaded Joe's stuff on there, uh, but L- Unfiltered Bachelor just my life, uh, my dating life. We talk relationships, and then I'll have one-off shows or kind of segments where I break down like shows like Atlanta and like because uh, I love Childish Gambino. And, you know, how, how that ties into yeah, – I, I just want to break down the show but also ties into a lot of relationship stuff. I love breaking down Little Dicky show. I love breaking down uh, songs. But, again, I still stick to my roots. I love – I still do a segment where I'll break down fights to get me excited. And, um, yeah, so I'm happy to come, kind of come back full circle, man, three years later. Well, I've popped into that show of yours. And, you know, something I appreciate you in general, Blake, but especially with that show – it's. I think you know. Again, I, I would be far from, from 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 someone to speak, but I feel like you do need that honesty and and, and vulnerability at times. Uh, you know, to put that out there because it does. You know, uh, do a service to get people's different perspectives. So props on you, man, for branching out with that. And again, that 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 honesty, that genuineness, uh, that, that candor that you carry carries over, which is why it's it's good to have you back on this program, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dan Tom. I'm ready to do the damn thing, Let's bro. You got your list ready. Yeah, so we're going to be doing a little – I teased it in the uh, off the top, right? And I, I need you to help me break this down with the audience with me, Blake. Yeah. We're usually doing – we're doing a bit of a different one. Usually where it's like top five kick KOs or top five bad stoppages. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, shouts to Simon Head. We just did you know top five light heavyweight fights. This is something I've always wanted to dive into, and maybe we'll, we'll, we'll do a little more. Uh, but this is going to be essentially top five fight scenes from martial arts movies. Now – I'm not going to hold anyone to the fire, uh, especially my co-host here, for coloring outside the lines. As you know, the lunatics were in the asylum, and this show 
and coloring outside the lines, being creative, hipster, whatever you want to call it. It's encouraged. It's welcome. It's not against the rules. Fire away. However, yes, that's what the show will be rooted in, right, Blake? It'll be fight scenes. So we can't pick like every scene from the movie. We had at least you know right. narrow it down to one. Uh, if there's a two way tie, that's always open to again bending the rules there. But essentially, it's fight scenes um, from martial arts movies. Now that one I think is gonna could get pressed from from both of us, and that's totally okay. Right. Uh, but 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 martial arts movies is the general um, thing that's tethering us to the ground, right, Blake? Yeah, man. Martial art movies, fight scenes, all that good stuff. Because so because one because one of my honorable mentions, and we'll get to it. It's not from exactly a martial art movie, but it's a beautiful fucking fight scene. So, yeah. So we're kind of – it's kind of all over the place. I feel like some of these are, but most of these, yeah, it's – the whole conversation started off. I was like, let's do martial art movies. And you're like, what about fight scenes? And I was like, bro, fuck yes. Let's do it. Yes, and there, we're going to be talking about a lot of famous actors, famous movie stars from all around the world, I'm sure, are going to come up. Right, Blake? However, yeah. we will do our best to tether it to uh, uh, combat, not just mixed martial arts, but combat sports, because I think kickboxing and boxing may come up, and we may see some kickboxers and boxers cited in some of these movies or some of these fight scenes, um, because, again, uh, that's something that's been going on since back in the 80s or 70s, depending on what movies you want to cite. There's always been crossover from martial arts and combat sports world in the Hollywood and we'll hopefully we'll get to talk about some of those uh, where they come up. But as for the top five list, just a reminder, folks, this isn't the top five, like, what are the best? Because then that gets tricky. Then we really got to stay strict to guidelines. And, and then that kind of makes us come in with the same lists and so on and so forth. It's our top five. So whether we're talking about fight scenes from movies like we are today or we're talking about, you know, uh, upsets in MMA, let's say if that's the topic for, for a top five, right? Um it's what's the top five for you, and a lot of times personal biases may bleed, you know, into your picks. They certainly bled into mine, right, Blake? I don't know about yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, just, and another reminder, folks. Me and the co-hosts always. So me and Blake, we don't know each other's list, so we're gonna go from five to one, taking turns. If you submitted any of your lists, which you can always do at the PYN Podcast on all platforms. Um, you can subscribe. Uh, I think it's uh, down on this side here where if you're watching this on YouTube, the little Protect Your Neck podcast link where these shows will go. Um, but yeah, hit us up there on the social medias. I will read your guys' list for listeners, submissions, and transitions. And then we clean up hit with all the honorable mentions, which there's going to be a lot uh, for this show. Me and Blake already talked about it. It's going to be like an honorable mention show, right? <laughs> for real. <laughs> We can just do a whole goddamn show on honorable mentions at that point, man. You know, that being said, though, I feel I feel really confident um, with, with with my top five. Do you feel Do you feel confident with your top five? And was it hard to Was it hard to make the list, man? Actually, I made it in like I, I took some time earlier this week, and okay. I made it. Probably took me like an hour, hour and a half because like I had been like I'd been thinking about it since I wrote we I wrote it the first time like right. a week or two ago. And then I was like, you know, this week I'm going to take time. And then I thought about it. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm, like, it was more like, oh, I already know all these fights. It was more like I had so many. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I'm already at five. Like, all right, man. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to. Yeah, I'm sure we, we actually have to do our own uh, re-criteria to start cutting down, right? <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's the crazy thing about this is like, what it, what are your own I think uh, ideas on like what what makes a fight scene. What what sets it off for you? Is it the comeback? Is it the good guy winning, bad guy winning? Is it this that or the other thing? Is it you prefer the the cinematics of like a, a like badass like flips and shit, or do you do you like it more ground? Are you more box? Like I think like all these things like 
it all combines into what makes a perfect or what makes a great fight scene for you. So it's going to be different for everyone out there and especially for me and you. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. There'll definitely be some fun movie talk in general, I think, with the nature of us and our taste, my friend. So uh, <laughs> let, let's not let's not uh, let's not uh, waste any more time. Let's get into it. Let's get some entertainment for what are these uh, strange times when we're in, not to timestamp it, but it is the year of 2020. And that's why these shows are coming back and we're going to be improving the quality. So thank you all for sticking with us on with the show. All righty. Um, Top five lists. I, I usually like to let the guests go first, Jake. Maybe we, uh, Blake, we can maybe do a Chinese fire drill uh, in the center of this thing and switch and, and change change uh, right. change seats. But, you know, uh, are you cool with going first, kicking us off here, Blake? I got you, man. I got you. So my number five, and I, just, I, I don't know why this scene, because there's a, there's a whole bunch of them in the movie, but it is uh, Neo versus Morpheus in The Matrix. The, the first, right. the, the one where he's like, I knew Kung Fu and like <laughs> Morpheus yeah. is like, Sh- show me and it, fuck man. Like that fight scene right there, because it's really like, so like for me, I, I find, I found a lot of my, a, a lot of my list is driven by like, was driven by, um, more so like traditional style martial arts. You know what I mean? Like, um, it, like the more like the, uh, the movement, right? So, like, totally. we, we know MMA. You know, we right. know MMA. We follow MMA. MMA is grounded in a certain level of realism. And you, there's a lot of times where you see shit and motherfuckers flying around in the goddamn air, crouching style, style, you know, crouching tiger hidden dragon style. And you're like, oh, motherfucker, you can't fly in the air and fight like this. But doesn't mean it doesn't look cool and it doesn't mean it's not badass. So, in this movie, there is, I mean, a lot of that happens in this scene. But I loved it so much because, like, who would have thought, like, fucking, before the John Wick days, who would have thought Keanu Reeves would have been on some badass, you know, like, martial arts shit? And then he's fighting Lawrence Fishburne. And the fight scene is pretty fucking, it's all kung fu, and, you know, and you see, like, roundhouse kicks in there, and, like, flying in the air just a little bit, you know? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, wa- I every time I watch that scene, I get up. I feel like the crew, because if you remember in the movie, all the crew gets up, and they're like, Oh, they're 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 fighting, and everybody like gets up and like runs across the fucking the little kitchen table, and they're like watching them fight. And I don't know, man. I be getting up like that every time I see this fight scene. I can't, I'm just saying. I, I went back to watch it, and I, uh, and I still can't remember. Did someone place a bet? Like there was one of those little hidden like Easter egg gags. You see someone like give the other person money. Oh or yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like in Dude, the background. Yeah. I, I love that you brought this movie up. So when we say it's top five fight scenes from martial arts movies. Um, when I said it's okay to bend the rules for me, because my list was like kind of like you said off the top, Blake, it was starting to get too big real fast, right? And <laughs> let's just context, but phrasing, <laughs> phrasing, sorry, but but no, no, seriously, like it, so I was like, okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna limit myself to just martial arts movies, and uh, so I didn't write like I didn't I, I I left off like Born Identity, which is okay if it ends up on anyone's list. I'm not not trying to burn any anything, but just for example, correct. That being said, Blake, the one movie where I, I bet that on, it didn't make my list, but it made it on my piece of paper here for honorable mentions, is Neo vs. Morpheus. That's an iconic scene. I mean, you got you can't not give that credit. Even if you try to be a stickler, you got to forg- forgive that selection for being on top of anybody's list. It's just a really fun one. Again, also within context, this is 
a real turning point. Remember the late 80s and early 90s? We start getting computer graphics. They're really crappy, and they didn't age well, right? Uh, yeah. But but this is kind of the upgrade from that, right? We're hitting the end of that that that, that the uh, decade now in the ni- late 90s and late 90s, folks. Like. 99, uh, 2000 area era. That's a really cool era for film. We see stuff whether it's the Fight Clubs of the World, the Boondock Saints, the uh, the what do you call uh, that Mark Wahlberg uh, Iraq movie with George Clooney and that that director that went on to win Best Picture for a bunch of stuff. Sorry for people shouting at the podcast. That's usually me. Point is, it's a really fun time in film. And along comes this movie, The Matrix, for obvious reasons as far as graphics Were you talking and about action. Three Kings? Was that it? Three, three Kings. Three Kings? Yeah, my man. There we go. That's my man. And uh, Matrix comes along. Without the martial arts, it's already like a landmark movie, right? Um, (laughs) Again, you don't have to love The Matrix or how it aged or any of the follow-ups. That's fine. It's all good. Um, You may find that I agree with you on some of that. But to to, to strengthen and add to Blake's point as far as the selection goes, I mean, the context, if you know anything about Lawrence or Larry Fishburne, right, from (laughs) Apocalypse Now or King of New York, like the early days, like, we knew him getting down on the street, getting down in gunfights and hoodlum. Like we've seen, hoodlum, yeah. we've seen him escape prison and fled. I'm doing all the '90s references here, folks. <laughs> but he ends the '90s like in top form. He's probably in like the best shape you ever seen him in, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he, the yeah. way he's moving, and there's a stuntman for a lot of it, folks. Uh, not a lot of it, but for certain key parts, for sure, folks. But there's a lot that he's doing, especially where he almost does that kind of copy way to Eddie, Eddie Gordon shuffle. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fight he does, he like reswags and. And we'll see MMA fighters or boxers do it. They'll kind of like re-swag, get their swag and energy going. Everyone has their own little twitches, and he does his. And and, and that was the thing with this, too, is like there is a lot of like – it's there's fainting movement, right? So if you watch like a martial arts movie, uh, I, I think any generic fight scene I'll, – I'll, uh, as we're getting deep into this, any generic fight scene, it's like guy throws – Guy kind of misses, and then the other guy catches him, and then the other guy – it's like one guy throws, the other guy throws. One guy throws, the other guy throws, right? Yes. Like, and, and usually if they miss, it's, it's a, they catch it or they, they block it with both their hands, right? Like it's, it's just generic. In a real fight, bro, like there's feints. There's movements that you do that like to throw off the other people, you know, twitches and shit like that. And you see a bit of that like from uh, uh, Morpheus in the movie. Like in, in this fight scene particularly, like he kind of he kind of twitches just to kind of see like what the fuck, you know, Neo's going to do. And so it's little things like that, I think, that add that I was like, dude, this is this has to be on my fucking list. Absolutely. The, everything surrounding it, everything surrounding it. And it's also great, too, for like kung fu heads like myself who like appreciated the old school stuff that I, I, I get. It's like a. It's like an IPA beer. It's not for everybody, right? It's an acquired taste I, when you're talking about those. Old, I mean, even like martial arts fans, not a lot of them are, aren't going to be fans of that old 70s kung fu, which perhaps we will or won't talk about here uh, in the future of this episode. But what this movie did and this scene did in particular, just to kind of close up shop on this one, is, is that it really kind of explained it well for lack of better words, right? For, to your casuals, yes. right? Like it's one of those mo- moments that that, that – allows the casuals to appreciate what the hardcores have been and for a moment for a moment as long as the scene lasts everybody can enjoy as one and, yes and kind of see get get the beauty there because they did a great job of shooting it in today's modern dynamics and it was fight scenes like that that drew people in who went to go who just saw the trailer didn't know what the fuck matrix was about because until you finish the movie you don't realize what the fuck you're watching yes and uh, and i remember i remember walking away in fifth grade because i think the movie fucking came out when i was in fifth grade and i remember like i don't understand that fucking movie i thought the fight scenes are cool i don't understand it but it it's moments like that that hold your attention in and be like whoa this fucking 
I'm glad they made this movie because of a, if I'm gonna get some shit like this, like fuck yes. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's good context. <laughs> now I didn't even realize this, but probably the reason why it affects me so so well as as well, Blake, is that um I think I was going into high school, so '99 is for me, and I was just getting uh, I, I took a little hiatus after Taekwondo, and I was just getting into Kempo Karate, Chinese Kempo, and man, that really just you know like seeing the movie like this when you're young, it like pumps you up. You're like, oh crap, and I, that yeah, I blew, blew knocked my socks off. Great number five, sir. Yes, sir. What's your number five, Danton? So mine is more of a newer pick, too. I'm more of an old school guy, which will probably be more apparent on my list. And people that know me, that's probably not a surprise, I guess. Um, and again, it's not because newer stuff isn't valid. But, you know, uh, some things kind of came across, you know, uh, some guys came in, you know, whether we're talking about Donnie Yen or Tony Ja, uh, these guys came across while I was kind of stepping out of those scenes. But the protector always stands out in my mind. Yeah! Um, yes! Because this was like a Tony Jaa, you know, Ung Bak came out. This was before the Ung Bak sequels, right? So he was really just the hot thing on the market. Muay Thai was getting big. Mixed martial arts was, you know, quietly getting big. You know, you, you, you better tough, not pick my fight scene, but go ahead. You had the tough boom. Um, and there's a lot of good <laughs> fight scenes to pick. And I'll, I'll, yes. be honest, I'll be honest, some things bleed together, Blake. And it's not because it's not a good movie or good fight scenes. They just bleed together, right? However, yes, yes, yes. This was the pretty much the, the Paul Thomas Anderson one shot, the Boogie Night shot of martial arts movies, and I'm a big film buff, and there's a big opening shot of Boogie Nights. It's a one-shot. Uh, Goodfellas is a similar Steadicam shot, and I love it. And they do that here, and the planning it takes for this... I don't know if it's like a mall or this winding staircase, but it's amazing. Yes. I don't want to spoil it. You know what I'm talking about. Like, that's my number five here. Uh, the, the Protector or the Warrior King, I believe, was the original uh, release name there. Had different release names. You know, I was reading this on... Uh, on, on um, t- t- uh, Wikipedia today, and it had different names depending on uh, the country it was released in. Ah, okay. And, and so, yeah, it's it's Tuyum Gong, some places, Warrior King, Protector, Thai Dragon, Revenge of the Warrior, Honor the Drag, Honor of the Dragon. Like it had like a thousand hundred names, and um, I know exactly what fight scene you're talking about. It's more, it's Tony Jaw fighting. Every, basically everyone <laughs> right like he fights like infinity it's like one of those scenes in a video game where like you're just making your way up you're making your way downtown yes, yes. faces you know what i'm saying and yeah. but you're like beat the fuck out of people it's that it's it reminds me very much of that i remember when the movie doom came out the uh the original one with the rock which by the way folks go back and watch that like it's it's actually it's like, it's like a decent like B comic movie you want to see like blood and guts and then in the middle of it um a spoiler alert or not so spoiler alert I don't know how much I want to say it's been out hundred years it's been out fifteen years if yeah, they haven't watched the movie takes itself way too seriously and the rock starts killing children I'm not kidding like we think about how rock is now like it's it's a quiet movie that like he probably wishes he didn't do but I'll just say rock starts doing like, his own May lie uh Vietnam impression in, in the movie. Um, wow, I don't know how I got on there, but the, the point was a lot of movies really attempted to give you that video game feel, and to Blake's point, that was so true. Like I, I, I never felt like I was more in a video game than perhaps that like brief third person segment in the Battle of the Bastards for Game of Thrones. For people who know what I'm uh-huh. talking about, there it's a great camera shot they use, but you seldom can get that video game feel in a movie, right? Right, Blake? Yeah, man. Uh, and I was so it's. And it's not the first time they did that. I feel like they had a scene like this similar in like Ungbok, like the first one. Mm-hmm. And they kind of recreate a lot of – like for those that haven't seen The Protector, it's a great movie. But obviously I think 
for the most part, if you've seen the um, Ungbok, the first one, you kind of, for the most part, like 80% of the movie, you've seen The Protector because it's similar things. Some guy, like he's a protector, he's a Thai guy, he's a TIE fighter, and not like a TIE fighter, not like Star Wars, he's not a ship, but he's a TIE fighter, um, and or he's trained <laughs> in the ways of Muay Thai, right? And <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> he's trained in the ways of Muay Thai, and, and it's up to him. Somebody steals something from where he's from, his village, his area, and he goes, follows it, and, and tries to, you know, kind of, Get some redemption um, in the in the midst of it. That's the basically the storyline. But this one is like Ungbok. Like if you love Ungbok, the first one, and I'm not saying the second and third one are bad. They are great movies. But again, the whole storyline of the first one, you'll love Protector. And it's got some just some of those scenes, but just like heightened up a little bit. I think they put a little bit more money to this, a little bit more production value. Yes. And there's scenes like that where he's fighting a thousand, like more than just one person at one time, and you're just like. Oh my God, he's so vicious. He's breaking people's legs, elbows, just flying knee and people like it's fucking insane. And because know, because man. it's a one shot, they have to really make sure to sell it the first time. So it's almost like a shoot to use wrestling terms. Like it's it's brutal techniques, like Blake said, and it, it's not pulling a lot of them in this scene. Now I want to shout to the steady cam operator, which I they they have two camera operators listed, but I imagine the steady camera operator did the heavy lift there, and that was some suck. So Risawat. So I apologize if I mispronounced that name, but got to give uh, a craftsman his his due for that shot. And last thing I'll say on this one, I remember the trailer when it came out because like I was still yes. doing a lot of movies around this time, and it was yes. like Tony Jaa, and they were just really either you had the preview guy voice, and he's just yes. like, and if you notice Ong Bak and like even in this movie, like he really goes to the well with the flying knee, and I love the flying knee. I love it. If anybody gets a flying knee award for like best knees in movies, like Tony Jaa's got to be your number one hands down. I'm not hating Blake, yeah. but it's it got yeah. to the point where it's so comical. I'm like, I was like watching the trailer for this in live when it came out, and I'm like, dude, what, what what's next? This guy's gonna like flying knee Godzilla, and all of a sudden you see like some military hel- helicopter like flying over a building, <laughs> and then you see uh, Tony Jaa start leaping into a screen with his knee. I'm like, no, come on, flying knee helicopter. <laughs> and it, it it fucked with me so much, Blake. Like I remember some like low grade scary movie, like being the next movie to preview after this, and it was like a girl in a bathroom stall, and she was like slowly going to open the door, and it was like a, a total j- setup for a jump scene, right? And I'm just like, oh, how great would it be if Tony Jaa was there and just knees her in the Fuck face? <laughs> like I just it just had the the, the 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 flying knee burnt in my face. That's how Tony. That's how hard Tony Jaa came on the scene, man. Yeah, no, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on this because. The Protector is actually my fourth pick. So, so, let's my go turn. into it. Let's do it. Yes. So, <laughs> we're segue. Just gonna, we're going to do what the kids call a segue. Yeah, we're going to ride our segue over to this point. But the that was the first movie I'd ever heard of Tony Jaw, to be quite honest. And I know some people had heard of Ungbok bef- before then. Right. But I know he kind of cut his teeth with, with Ungbok. And I think this one was just more or less like his. they tried to make that commercial push yeah you know? totally totally uh if, if he was an underground rapper Ungbok was his first mixtape was the hot mixtape that got him on the scene and like this was like that commercial hit that like oh it got the same like oh, okay yeah yeah okay it's it's that it's that young jock when he hit the scene you know that meet me in the mall is going down <laughs> meet me. like you're like okay i get it like it's catchy but you know whatever it that, that's what that reminded me of and that's what this movie reminded me of my one of my favorite fight scenes though is Tony Jaw in the Burning Temple three-person fight scene, him versus Latif Crowder, 
John Fu and Nate Jones. I believe that the dude's name is Nate Jones. Um, it this is a the scene in the in the movie where yeah it's Nathan Jones Nate Jones. Um, this is the scene in the movie where you know he he kind of finds sanctuary in in Australia at a at a Buddhist temple, and this kind of place he goes to and he comes back and he finds out the bad guys have found the place, they've set it on fire, and the first person he fights is Latif Crowder who is. The guy that Eddie Gordo's based on, he actually played Eddie Gordo in Tekken. Uh, he's been in a few movies, but he's actually like one of the best. Like, I, I don't know Capoeira like that, but I'm gonna assume he's one of the best Capoeira people ever, at least for Hollywood and putting it in his stunts, because he is amazing in this fight scene. And the reason I love this fight scene is it's three different martial arts versus Muay Thai. You know what I mean? It's it's Capoeira. Then you have the second dude who's more of a wusu sword fighting style. And then you have the third dude who's just this big, big ass wrestling dude. Big ass just like I'm going to throw you like uh, like bar style. I'm just going to fling you around and throw some punches and shit like that. And I'm, I'm like eight feet tall. You know what I mean? And I don't know if you remember this fight scene, but it's so just fucking phenomenal, bro. I did it. I did it at first. And then and it came back to me as soon as you got a couple sentences in your description. And I'm kicking myself. For not having it on my mentions because it was a really well done one. It was, uh, it was much better than like the, the than like uh, I think it's like the first Umbach or whatever where he's in like the street fight and it's like the essentially the brawlers and like that one's almost comical. This is the much better version of it. Uh, the one Blake's talking about. I honestly haven't seen it since the first time I saw the movie and have not seen the movie since. So yeah, I, I didn't know what you were talking about until you started talking about it. I love that. I love the dynamic too with the different styles. And that's yes. kind of the better thing you, uh, about the newer selections, which you'll probably see, whether the, we're talking about the one uh, Blake presents right here or other ones that are out there that might be on our list, is you really get these little nods almost, right, Blake, from, from the directors to the audience. Like, hey, we know that there's different styles out there. We want yeah. to fulfill those taste buds. We're going to give you a little bit. This is like every Tekken fan's kind of like move – like moment in the movie because you see an actual style versus style like so much in movies um and, and it really takes me out especially you know it's really taken me out um since i've uh trained martial arts and 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 kickboxing and mma on and off for the last 10 years it's it really takes me out of my element when i watch a martial arts movie and even go back to watch a movie and you're just like wait how do they both know the same how are they both karate guys or how are they both Taekwondo guys? Or how are they both like, how are they both Kung Fu guys? I don't fucking understand. Like, why are they the same style? Like, wouldn't some wouldn't one guy fight differently than the other? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It takes out of the moment. And it, it's fight scene like this, where I was I was thinking about it. And before I put any of these on my list, I went back to go rewatch them. So I had to rewatch it. Of course, yeah. I'm yeah. not just gonna recommend shit to fans and be like, go watch this shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I re rewatched it, and it's still like there's some scenes. There's some cuts where you're like, oh, that's that's kind of edited from the right angle, but I get you, I get what you're doing. But it's the the whole element exactly what you're talking about, especially if we we reach a modern day of martial arts, uh, and and realism of like, dude, people are gonna know different stuff and they're gonna do different moves, and it's gonna be up to you to adapt and like, what will you do when you're gonna fight the styles? Very mixed martial arts mentality, right? Like, you're gonna fight somebody, they're not gonna fight like you, and they're not gonna fight like your last ten opponents. You know what I mean? It's all about style versus style. And being an MMA fan, I think that's why I'm highly, highly attracted to this fight team. 
Absolutely. Style versus style, um, as well as adjustments, which is a quiet one that I didn't quite pick up on until I went and watched back on Adult Eyes. We'll get into that later, but I like the style versus style point because I found myself doing that too um, or getting taken out for different reasons. Like uh, Bloodsport, for example, is a great movie um, and it's one, of, it's one of the few movies and earliest representations of an attempt to do style versus style. But even if you start looking under that movie too far under the microscope, you can be like, wait, Chong Lee's from Korea. We got the Chinese guy from Korea, but he specializes in stuff that maybe Korea is not really known for. And I'm not trying to tear apart Chong Lee or, or overtouch that. I love Bloodsport, right. by the way, folks. But, but I'm just saying, you can, you can run a dangerous route where a more practical, maybe more relatable observation, and you tell me if you felt this way, Blake, where okay. uh, when I'm going back and watching a lot of these, and I understand because grappling doesn't come on in most of our rad- radars till UFC 1 or years after UFC 1, right? Uh, however, uh, you do notice that, obviously, there's not a lot of grappling and perhaps a lot of the selections we'll be talking about uh, in, in this show, right, Blake? And however, mm-hmm. when I'm going, when I'm watching these, because I went back to rewatch them as well, right? And I'm going, okay. Hey, there's not a lot of grappling, but but yeah. when they start, yeah. when they start grappling, and I'm not, I'm, I'm talking about even like great movies, great fighters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I go, ooh, maybe they should stop grappling because it's taking me out of it. That that's a bad choke. That's a bad choke. You know, like, <laughs> bro, that, oh, that's a bad hold. Who are you choking with that, bro? Like, what are you doing? Yes, yeah, the the, rear, the bad rear naked chokes. You could tell no one knew how to do them back then, like. It was it was something else, so. Man, <laughs> yes, this is, or even when you see somebody do like some judo, some judo style, like flipping somebody else over the top of their their, their hips or behind their, but you're like, if you grab their arm that way, you're not doing any like they're gonna have to. You're like you're gonna they're gonna have to be jumping with you, bro. You ain't you ain't pulling shit. You ain't pulling nobody's body weight with that angle. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that totally. Takes, well, and that's the thing too, and, and I'm saying this because Bloodsport's such an awesome movie, and it's one we we so often reference. But I'll be honest, man, if I got to be critical, Bloodsport abuses the hell out of the rule you're talking about, dude. They don't do a legit judo throw in there. It's like over the head, like not even fireman's yes. carry. Like the guy is like, like you can almost see the guy doing a running start to do a front flip, and the, and the other guy has to get under there real quick and act like he's throwing him. Like it's so it's so has nothing to do with a thrower. So nasty. I don't even want to. It makes me gag like that. Uh, well, use this style versus style, and I kind of tease my number four, Blake, with adjustments. Um, okay. This won't be the only one on my list with adjustments, but I love when I see that because so often, it, you kind of touched on it earlier, right? There's there's a basic formula. Uh, for example, we just I was just joking about Jean-Claude Van Damme, but Jean-Claude Van Damme's formula is get chased by military guys because they always have to have some military background to justify his bad accent, right? Because you have to do that first in the Van Damme movie. You have to you, justify he's always in the fucking military. And by the way, like, isn't it weird that the, so they're trying to avoid that and, like, trying to paint that bridge in all his movies? Yet in all of his movies, so many of the ca- surrounding characters refer to him as the American. Like, if you're trying to avoid... Like, the guy with the French accent as the American, like, I don't think Seagal, Stallone... Schwarzenegger, who has, they did the same thing with his weird German accent, too. They have to do the same weird things, but they call Van Damme the American so much. But anyways, it's very formula. You're like, bro, what part of America they got that accent? I just want to know. I just want to know. Like, I'm always thinking that. Or they make him an American. Like, the one that sticks out while you're talking to me, and I'm sorry to go down this path, is fucking Guile from Street Guile from Street Fighter. Hey, bro, that's an American guy in in the goddamn show, in the video game. Hey, bro, he's got blonde hair. Dude, isn't he hey, more American but than again, Kyle? <laughs> Don't. 
But again, like they're like, oh, uh, he's in the guys in the military, and uh, he's just kind of been around the world, so uh, he's kind of got an accent. You know what I mean? But he's good. Like he's good. It's it always. He's in the military and he's got to do the goddamn splits every yep, the fucking splits. movie, dude. The, the splits it's, and the low that's below, F-M-M. like, like, I, I, yeah. I, 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 like, I was tweeting out, you got to watch out for that. And like, if anybody just had spin kick defense, they would have beat Van Dam. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that was his finishing move. Like every time, you know, back to back on track to what's formulaic about a lot of these. I know we're picking on, you know. Uh, jcvd here right but it was always very formulaic and then he kind of staged it you know we'll we'll, we'll talk about we'll we'll talk about him later i'm sure but like it's it's funny um so so it's good to get like uh back to adjustments uh, to break the to break up the formula right um and tethering things to actual combat this one is great because it has one of my favorite actual uh, combat sports practitioners, my favorite kickboxers of all time, Benny the Jet Urquidez versus Jackie Chan. Oh! But in Meals on Wheels 1984, I talk about Dragons Forever all the time on this program. I talked about it recently on my live MMA chat, um, so I wasn't going to go with that one. And, and also, just as a scene, I went back to watch this because it's been a while, Blake. It's a really good fight scene. Now, for people familiar with Jackie Chan, you've got stunts, you've got kind of that um, that comedy uh, element as well. You got using like three stooges, yeah, three stooges yes. kung fu. Like it's prop, prop kung fu. Like it's he's if you got a, like a chair and like a bottle and like a broom. Hey, bro, don't be in the same room with Jackie Chan. He'll beat. He'll find a way to beat beat the shit out of you right. with all the items somehow. And, and early on in his career, he eventually starts moving to that right, Blake. Because early on in his career, it was yeah. old school kung fu. So you really don't get this really mix of realism. There wasn't a lot of realism. If 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 your realism's your thing, maybe you're not a Jackie Chan fan. That's totally that's totally cool because that wasn't his thing. But this fight um, has kind of a sense of that because here's something else you can really tell is I, I love Blake and we can get into it if it's a selection. But I'm sure across your research you ran into fights where it was the martial arts fighter, the film fighter, right? Versus a, a real fighter in certain scenes. There was a lot of those pairings. And I love watching those because you can see the real fighter toning down his thing to make the other guy look good. And the the the, the, the fake fighter, like, fucking trying to do his A-plus game just to stay above water, right, yeah. right? Like, so that's what I love about those scenes because it's just this weird... There's a quiet balance going on if you know what you're looking at, right, Blake? And, I don't uh, know for and, and, yeah, and, 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 and this one, it's it's... It's great because Jackie Chan, you don't see him struggling like maybe you could accuse other fighters. Like you you said, Blake, you know, they're using the camera angles. They're using other tricks to help support him. Like Jackie mm-hmm. Chan doesn't really need any of that stuff. And he's actually doing really good boxing here. And the, the defense, like they're using really good boxing and kickboxing defense. There's parries. There's some head movement. And they're doing real shots. There's actually real clinch fighting, uh, elbows in the clinch. And there's an adjustment period because Jackie Chan's getting his ass kicked. But instead of like doing some arbitrary woo-woo thing, which which we'll, we'll probably talk about what happens in our lists. Like, he actually starts kind of studying him. And um, he starts studying him and almost starts doing the Bruce Lee thing where he gets into the boxing stance and starts kind of loosening around, throwing feints. And then he kind of faints the, faints the power um, out of Rikides, who was obviously the more powerful guy. But you still get a fun choreographed fight scene that's not overly props they're really not using too much aside from a breaking a broken chair and they're not using them in a cute way like i think like they take the chair and smash it over each other in like a pretty violent way it's, it's a great fight scene mm-hmm. yeah and uh for those who don't know like benny Arquitas is like a legit like one of the like the 
70s, 80s, like, kickboxers. Like, he was American-style kickboxing. And he still fucking teaches from what Rogan – I hear Rogan talk about. And if you ever – if you're if you're like I don't know who I've never seen this guy, um, you might have if you're a John Cusack fan. He was in the movie uh, Gross Point Blank, yes. and he's actually in real life he's John Cusack's kickboxing instructor. And so if you watch that scene, low key, uh, even and this wasn't on my honorable mentions or anything, but now that I'm thinking about it, low key and it's not a fight movie. Gross Point Blank, the scene where it's uh, John Cusack and fucking Benny Arquidez, and you're like, oh. I remember watching it. I'm like, oh, my man's got, oh, fucking, what's his name? Got some, John Cusack got some moves. Okay, baby. Um, but yeah, Benny's like legit. And yeah. and to your point of like, when you're when you're fighting, I think you get a lot of, um, you, you don't need the the seller, the martial art person who's selling you on, like obviously they don't know martial arts and they're learning it for a movie or something. That all comes out the closer the camera angle is and the tighter the camera angle mm-hmm. is and the less edited it is if it's more of a one shot and especially if it's up close and they don't you don't use a lot of space mm-hmm. you can tell these motherfuckers are like this is like legit like these are legit martial artists because it's when you start cutting from this angle that angle 100 100 angles you know what i'm saying to try and make it look real like goddamn wrestling match then that's when i start questioning it but when it's it's a fight scene like this and i know exactly which one you're talking about it's more of like they're, they're as long of shots as possible when they can shoot it. Some of these are really in close. They don't use a whole bunch of space, and it's just real martial artists making a fun fight scene for people. Yeah, I, I, I definitely have seen this one. I don't think I've seen this movie, to be quite honest. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna front on right, people right, like that. Right. But I've seen this fight scene for sure on like YouTube and shit. Oh so yeah, it's great. I, I, I probably only seen this movie like one and a half or two and a half times the last time was probably 2002 or 2003 so but i did go back to watch the fight scene because it's just a classic one it's, it's one of those if you're a jackie chan fan it's because it's, it's different it's different it's not like a, a bigger loud one that's really talked about a lot but it's 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 one of his most different ones so definitely go back and watch that um number three blake what, what, what did you get for number three you. do you feel good about number three i got you because check this out, you know, with the, you know, we were talking about earlier the the old things the kids do. We call it a Segway. Yeah. We're riding the Segway. Hey, bro, check check what? We're about to ride a Segway from your point to my point. And what's the Segway? We're gonna call him Mr. Jackie Chan, and he is in my number three. It is Jackie Chan versus Jet Li, The Forbidden Kingdom. Wow. There we go. It's, bro! Like, it's like when De Niro and Pacino meet on the screen finally, right? He, you're like what? What? Like this? This is what I, this is what does it for me, man. It's like because I wanted to put Jet Li on my on my list. I wanted to put Jackie Chan on my list. Separately, they each have great fight scenes, and like much like the one you had. Like I love I love that scene. It wasn't it wasn't on my list, but I don't mean I don't love it. But I was thinking back. I'm like, what is the best way to combine like both of these guys? And I was like, uh, and I was th- I remember thinking like when we when I was like, man, fight scenes. I'm like, that'd be cool if they ever fought each other. Holy shit, they did fight each other. It was in a movie. It was in Forbidden Kingdom. So I had to go back and play that scene. But I remember up until this point, so people don't remember or don't I, – I don't I don't think you remember. A lot of people don't remember this movie because it was a very like yeah. not that – you know, it wasn't out there, out there. You know what I mean? It's a little like a white kid who like is – it reminds me of like kind of like they, they, they put it in like half 
reality, half fantasy. Yes. Like he gets knocked to this like alternate universe. It's kind of like never ending story type gets dragged into the story. <laughs> and then there's characters around him to help him develop as a character. And by the time he leaves this magical land, like he comes back and he knows all this fucking Kung Fu. <clears throat> we, we all know like different movies like that. You can name any number of fucking movies, but for this particular one, there is the scene where Jet Li is guarding this magical staff uh, Jackie Chan is this kind of he's just kind of this traveler this drunken traveler that this this, this white kid meets along his journey and uh, Jackie Chan like he's like yo that kid needs we're, we're looking for that staff that kid needs that staff and Jet Li ain't giving it up and then what ends up happening is Jet Li and Jackie Chan just start like fighting and like it's it's kung fu but you see all these different styles of kung fu because you see uh, Jackie Chan use prop prop for a little bit of this he uses that prop kung fu for a little bit of this it's a throwback to one of my favorite like Jackie Chan like era time movies when he's drunken master because he drinks in this shit and he does drunken master style uh, like it, it and then all you you see him using tiger tiger style kung fu you see Jet Li using. Uh, uh, was a praying mantis style. You see him doing his regular, like, gently, like, I'm faster than you type shit. Like, bro, it's it's just one of the best fight scenes that is a throwback to, like, the kung fu days, but also the movie is, doesn't shy away from these are what these guys are good at and these are what the fans want. It's a lot of fan service in this fight. But I remember everybody always thinking like, oh, what, what would ever happen? Remember, you, you probably talk, talk with your friends about, hey, what would ever happen if Jet Li and Jackie Chan got into a fight? Yeah, you know what totally, I mean? yeah. And this scene, it, it, it does that for us. It was, it was, um, it, you're right, though. It was quiet. People, people forget about this one. And I almost did, too, when I was doing my research. I was like, wait, what was that movie there? Because this was probably one of the last movies that I made it a point for either guy to see in theater just because – for that novelty, even though it was that whole 10 years too late feel for a lot of us hardcore, yeah. not, not, not shit on it by any means, but I'm just saying like, as far as the time goes, right. Uh, because like you said, it was a conversation, like a lot of us grew up having, so they do it later on in life. Right. And, um, I go to see it just for that. And I know this is a really random thing to remember, but go figure fucking sick headed Dan Tom. Th is there a golden shower scene in this movie too, as well? It really weird. Where either, I don't know who does it. If it's the monkey King jet Lee or if it's Jackie Chan's drunk, Drunk ass that does it, but he someone gets peed on by a legend in this movie. Someone gets right? peed on, but I, I I feel like it. Someone gets peed on in this movie. I haven't seen I haven't seen it in like ten years, but I feel like that's not. Hey, that's not not true. It's <laughs> not not true. Yes, and, and and it was just a really random. And I just remember being really surprised, and I'm going, and I I remember wanting to laugh because I'm an immature nine year old at heart, but at the same time going like, dude, these are like my childhood heroes. I don't know if I want to see them like. Mictorate on on strangers. This isn't what I paid my ticket for. <laughs> and th but thankfully but they, they end up fighting, and you can kind of forget about the peeing thing that I just talked about. And it's a really fun fight that does go through all the styles, which is particularly impressive, being that Jet Li's character um, is there's a lot of monkey base if my memory serves, and that's a much harder style to pull off when you're an older man like Jet Li was. Uh, you know, uh, I know Jackie Chan's they older than him, but Jet, but Jet Li was getting up there too. Yeah, um, it, they they both are they were up there in, in age. I didn't real, but you know they age they aging well, man. I don't know yeah. they putting in the water and shit. They aging well though, man. Uh, but but yeah, it it was it was a, one of those weird things where it was like, 
we should have probably seen this like sooner. And we've seen, I think it was more, more of one of those things in Hollywood, man, where it's like, man, we basically, we've seen Jet Li fight everyone, bro. Like what else he can do? What else is he going to do? That's going to like sell it. Like Tony jaw wasn't as big then yet. Was was, I think this movie came out with Oh seven, 2010, right. some shit like that. Like, and so like jet, you know, a lot of people didn't know Tony jaw. So it's like, we seen Jet Li fight fucking Jason Statham. Like, what are we going to do? Have him fight Wesley Snipes? Like, wh- what are we going to do with him? Like, he's fighting everyone. He's fighting all the big names. Like, we need to see – we need this fight scene for, yeah. for like, that martial arts thing. Because we've seen him do all the hero movies and the fucking uh, – what was the, the other one? Like, um, it was Hero Once and then Fearless. Oh, was, uh, was that one? That sounds about right. But Fearless, for sure. Oh, That's fearless. one of my favorites. Yeah. I love that movie. Yep, a, but we've seen him do all all the shit. No, totally, and and because I don't think this will be on on our, on our list, so I can burn it. But uh, I don't blame you for wanting to do this by putting that and getting two covered on your list because I thought about it too with this one, Blake, and as well as Once Upon a Time in China too, where he fights uh, Donnie Yen in a really good scene. It's worth going back to see. Um, but you get that you get that crossover. But Donnie Yen wasn't Donnie Yen back then, and Donnie Yen, as much as I like him, which perhaps we'll talk about later. Um, he, you know, and no, no, no knock on Donnie, but he's not Jackie Chan. You know what right. I'm saying? So there's, there's a yeah, lot he, of value. He, fights him in a, he, he also fights Donnie Yen in a, a fight scene in uh hero. He, it was like a, they had like swords and shit or like a sword and like a, 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 sta- a staff and like a spear, That's right. sword that and spear. And like they, they fight, they fight in that scene too. That's crazy. That's a blind spot for me. That one, by the way, I still haven't seen hero. I don't know. Oh, bro! I know, oh. I know. I'm, I'm late. I'm late. Get, get. It's not. It's. I mean, it's not on my list, but it's because it's also, it's. It's got vague kind of touches of like kind of t- crouching tiger, hidden dragon, kind of like totally. with that. They're fighting in like air and like running around on fucking leaves and shit. But like, the beauty, the colors, the cinematography in this movie. You're. Ne- there's never going to be another movie made like that one, for sure. Dude. It's great. Yeah. Okay. I'm definitely gonna check it, check that out then on your on your behest. Um, no, that's a good one, man. All right. Um, what is your number? Three? What is your number three? I'm eager to hear this. My number three is a guy we we, we spent a lot of time getting sidetracked and talking shit on, and yet he ends up pretty high on my <laughs> list. That was John. Claude, that's John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Listen, it's hard to justify John Claude Van Damme on the list aside from nostalgic <laughs> reasons. So. Admittedly, Blake, there's a lot of nostalgia. I grew up with some JCVD, which kind of, you know, makes me. I'm, I'm questioning my sexuality. I, mean, I thought I was straight, Blake, but as I'm going back to watch all these JCVD uh, fights, including this one, which is going to be the end fight in Kickboxer, we see more Jean Claude okay. Van Damme ass than you'd see girls' asses in his movies. You know, like there is no way you could call yourself straight and be, uh, which is totally fine. I'm not, not, not hating, folks. For what your proclivities are, I'm, I'm certainly questioning mine after all the J, J, JCVD I was watching. <laughs> Jesus, do you remember there being that much? In all serious though, do you remember there being that much ass, Blake, in, in the JCVD fights? Man, he loved to show. He loved to show show ass. He loved to show ass in movies. He loved to show just doing the splits on chairs, yes, and on walls. And I saw, I saw you. Listen, man, I'll be honest with you. Watching any JCVD movie, you see a lot more legs. And a lot more ass than you ever planned on. You spent that seven fifty, that that ten fifty. You know, there's way more. You ever, you know, you're like, I, I didn't know I got a free peep show with every 
John Claude Van Damme movie. Well, yeah. How do you think his buddy Jackson feels in Bloodsport, right? I mean, like he walks in. Remember when he walks in and everyone's always walking in and he just so happens to be bit mid-workout in the splits. And it's like if you're Jackson, you're like, okay, either this guy is like trying to – this is his weird way of trying to intimidate me because we can still fight in this tournament, right? Or like maybe he's – is he trying to make a pass at me? Like what's what's going on here? Like JCVD was always in them splits, man. And you're right. Every movie, man. But listen, when nobody's actually, watching, that's actually not why I picked this one. Um, <laughs> I will say honorable mention. Like, it's hard to find like uh, JCVD's fights as far as like you want to talk about realism or showing technique or having a layers to it, if you will. If we're going to talk about it in that sense, um, the one that almost made the list is not very popular, but it was Lionheart. It's a Van Damme movie that doesn't get talked about a lot, which is surprising because like Bloodsport, it's a very, it's got a very M- MMA feel to it. Uh, and there's a scene where he fights a Scottish guy in this random like parking lot, and all the cars circle around and use their headlights for the ring, and it's a really vicious fight. Wow. So I just wanted to say that as an honorable shout. But I ended up going with the end scene in Kickboxer because you got you got Tong Po, who for people who don't know this guy uh, Michael Queerses or something I forget what his name is, but he was actually like a childhood friend of Van Dam, and they came up together. And as you can see with his style, he gravitated more toward the Muay Thai, whereas Van Tam gravitated more toward the Coke and ballerina. But no, I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. God <laughs> no, damn, Dan. I'm sorry. I know. I'm like. I'm like. I'm talking so much shit about my number three here, a childhood hero. Like, are you a fan of this guy or not, Dan? I, I can't figure I it out. So, God damn, Dan. I'm so confused. But no, no. But you know what I'm saying? Like, this guy. This, no, but this guy. I had a different martial arts styling, right? And he was actually in Bloodsport. For people that don't realize, he um. If you go to my my Twitter cheap plug at Dan Tom MMA, my whatever you call the header photo. It's it's the karate guy versus the Muay Thai guy, which I thought was pretty cool for, you know, because I examine styles. And it's a movie that I love, Bloodsport. But the Muay Thai guy in that, not the, I forget his name, not the actual professional fighter guy who's doing the closed knuckle stance. Um, that's actually, the other Muay Thai guy is actually Tong Po. And he makes it to a semifinal fight with uh, Bolo. And he's the guy that gets his uh, femur snap with the bones popping out. Oh, Trivia, that, that's oh Tong, yeah. That's Tong Po, folks. Uh, he was in a lot of Van Damme movies. Like, he's like a... You'll see him in the background on, like, Cyborg. Like, because they're, they're buddies, right? And he kills it, man. Like, this might be a hot take, Blake, but I, I think he's right up there with Bolo as far as a villain goes. I know they, I know, I just cited the head-to-head match that he lost to Bolo, but Tong Po's a mean mother effer in this movie, dude. Okay. Okay. Do, do I haven't seen Kickboxer. Have you, do, do you ever watch this one growing up? So, so I, I, I saw it growing up, but I, hadn't seen, I haven't seen that movie... In like 10 years, probably. So outside of the JCVD stuff, another reason why I have this one on here, we all know, like I think Hot Shots does a little parody of it, but we all know the parody of, oh, dipping dipping the fist in the glass, right? The glass wrap. That's where it comes from is this movie, the, this, this final fight. They, they dip their hands in glass, and they essentially go at it. And it's great, too, because it, uh, the, the movie is set up that uh, – Jean-Claude Van Damme's brother, who's played by Dennis Alexio. And Dennis Alexio, for people that don't know, this is a legendary kickboxer. My dude, Stitch Duran, was actually working with him around the time Kickboxer, this movie, got filmed in 1990. This is like the peak of Dennis Alexio. Oh, shit. And he gets uh, paralyzed by Tong Po. And, you know, Van Damme does, wants his brother to not fight him because he sees Tong Po warming up. And Tong Po, it's, this, it, it's not even a rounded, like, pillar. It's a square pillar with hard edges, cornered edges, Blake. And he is just... Muay Thai leg kicking it. I mean, this is before the leg kick is on anybody's radar in 1990, right? Right. And it's showing mainstream leg kicks. And it's funny because Dennis Alexia would, would lose a, a very famous title fight uh, years later to a leg kick. 
Uh, granted, that was also disruption because uh, that was also uh, made a no contest for another ring debacle. But anyways, this guy Tong Post throwing leg kicks. He's doing the the elbows and the clinch. So you're actually getting like legitimate fighting. Uh, and you're seeing Van Dam having to kind of step up to that role as well. And sure, he does his splits and punches to the balls. And there's some weird stuff like, <laughs> like apparently, like Tong Po's already an evil guy. Or like we've just we've established that he's evil. He's we've established par- it. He, yes. He's paralyzed John Claude Van Dam's brother. But apparently, like the writers, they're like, you know what? We I, I, like uh, we feel like Tong Po needs to take credit. Take credit for a uh, so, pardon the language, folks. He needs to take credit for a rape that he committed, and in, in the middle of the fight, Tong Po admits to raping, uh, raping John Claude Van Damme's girlfriend. I'm like, do we really need to go there? The I'm, re- I know, I'm rewatching this, the- and then no, 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 get this, Blake. And then like between rounds, after Tong Po revealed this mid round, like John Claude Van Damme goes to the girl, and she's just like doing the typical like, I'm, like she's apologizing for it, like somehow it was her fault. And Van Damme was like in that shock denial. He's like, is it true? Is it true? And I'm like, are they really hashing out a rape uh, mid mid round? But yes, kickboxer has everything, folks. This end scene, I know it is. It is filled with such randomness. Well, I'm just like, like, like it's it's <laughs> well, kickboxer has martial arts plus Jerry Springer. Welcome, yeah, folks. It, I don't remember this. I don't remember <laughs> the scene. Like I grew up with this movie. Like I don't know if it's like you know the, the because now the Me Too stuff, but not even Me Too stuff. Like that's just wrong. Like I'm like, how did I not you know how, how did that not come up on my radar? But if you go rewatch kickboxer. It might not rewatch as well, but it is it is pretty like legendary as far well, as like the glass the, wrapping at least and watch stuff. Watch the fight scene. Yes, yeah, just watch. Yeah, the, at well, least watch the. Well, you're gonna have to. Yeah, but they, they they mix stuff into the fight scene, so be wary, folks. There's some there's some not not safe for work stuff in the fight scene aside from the violence. It's it's like why go there? Anyways, uh. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> I literally just watched it last night, and I was just having these like epiphanies. Like I don't remember any of this. Like this is, I don't know if you had any of that with your research, but. He said, I blocked it out for a reason. God damn it. Now I remember. Oh, now I remember sorry, why. Folks, I know. <laughs> it's like, why are they doing this in the middle of a fight? <laughs> it was like, it's like, remember that Stallone? Remember that, um, that, 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 that Rambo that came out around when Chuck fought Vanderlei, where like uh, Sylvester Stallone's in Thailand and it's old Rambo? You remember oh, that one? the new Rambo? It oh, was the super new violent. old Rambo? Like, yeah. Yes. Like, they did the same thing in that one, too, which I don't even want to repeat the scene, but like, it's like, the general at the end. Like, we've already established he's the bad guy. And then they have to like insert something of that nature, and I'm like, what is going on here? Did someone in the writers' room couldn't they have raised their hand and been like, okay, we already know this guy's bad. Let's just we don't need the the sexual stuff. Let's just let's keep it out. We already don't like him. Yeah, we already don't like him. It's the end I of the movie. It's been established. Not... Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> bro, bro, we did it. You you killed that. You killed the little kids. We yes. talking about rape and. Yeah, we don't shit. need Come that on, part man. of it. Like we we've established this that he's bad. I'm sorry, folks. We're gonna cleanse your palate with more fight talk. I, again, this 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 is a weird topic. It's gonna send us in weird directions. So. Oh, I love it. I love it, Dan Tom. Oh Jesus, where were we? All right, we are, we are, we're we're top two right now, huh? Yeah. Um, let's do the Chinese fire drill now, and 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 because I feel like it's my responsibility to. I can't make you follow that, dude. <laughs> Uh, so, so let's do this Chinese fire drill now. I'll reset the ballots with the number two. Um, and you guys can choose to watch or not watch uh, Kickboxer's last fight. All right. Number two is a classic one for me, man. I would be remiss if I didn't have some Bruce Lee on my list. And there's a there's a lot of Bruce Lee I, to, to, to get. And you chime in if, if this could be one of yours, Blake. I think it might be. Um, so we'll I'm not going to burn. I'm not going to touch the other ones. But I'll just touch the one that is on my list, okay? Which is... 
Way of the Dragon, Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris. That's my number two as well. Holy shit. Look at great minds. <laughs> All right, I'm out. Should, should I set go, this one up like first. a serve yeah, and but... you spike it down? What's that? Yeah, you uh, go first. Serve it uh, up, man. Okay, so this is, you know, one of, uh, well, it's funny. Bruce Lee had really such a film career, so it's like one of his last films. Well, he only had like, a, you know, a decent handful. So, um, but like yes, Bruce, yeah. but, but Bruce Lee, you know, this is, this is one of the, well, he, he, if you really want to go hardcore, he, he, he fought other notable martial artists before in other selections. But Chuck Norris is obviously one of the most popular names he ever fought on, on screen. Um, he's right up there with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who wasn't a martial artist. But as far as popular names go, just for perspective, folks. And maybe Chuck Norris wasn't as popular then. Neither me or Blake were alive in, in 1972 or whenever this was, folks. So forgive us. But 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 Chuck Norris obviously went on to do a, a lot of things. And you could see why. I mean, he really had that kind of power karate style. Uh, I didn't realize how hairy he was. He was like Austin Powers. Oh, God, hairy. yes. Holy crap. I forgot about that, Blake. Like This guy was like Austin Powers hairy. I know I'm really focusing on the, the really important parts of the fight scenes, folks. But <laughs> it took me to the scene where like Bruce Lee like actually grabs a fistful of hair in the fight scene. Yes, I was like, holy <laughs> shit! Do you think, by the way, like, do you think the improv that was that plan? It was like Bruce Lee's like, you know, what would be cool. We just grab it. <laughs> I don't know, but like, right? You had you had you couldn't have planned it. Like you couldn't have planned it two weeks in advance. That had to have been some like Bruce Lee was like. What if I grab your hair and like Chuck Norris is like, huh, right? Just like in the right. fight scene, just everybody just goes, huh, oh, like it. That's this fight scene. Oh my god! But yes, that had to have been something while they were doing it. Bruce Lee would have been like, bro, grabbing your hair. Yes, gonna but happen. Aside from the hair grab, you know, joking aside, the reason why this makes my list, Blake, and I'll let you take it from here because I know this is going to touch a lot of the stuff that you appreciate. It's because it's one of the more realistic fight scenes. It has the adjustments that we talked about. There's a there's a middle of the scene where Bruce Lee has to adjust, and he starts going into Western boxing. We've always heard about his Jeet Kune Do style, which he applies here. But a lot of that was Western boxing. You even see some counter grappling. You know, spoiler alert, the match finishes with a guillotine choke, which I totally yes. forgot about. Bruce Lee hits a guillotine. But more importantly, there's feints, which, you know, are important. And Blake was explaining in, in a fight scene earlier how rare that is to see in movie fight scenes. But even more than that, like, you'll see Bruce Lee slip and he'll throw, like, a low kick. And then he'll throw a low kick followed by a high kick. Like, he's building off of his combinations. Like, it's, it's, it, it, it ages very well. Um, as far as like a build, it's almost like a real UFC fight in the sense. Okay, they're 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 fainting, they're prodding, and now they're building off what they're prodding until they're making contact. It is very fundamentally sound stuff. It's comp- it, That's what that's what really drew me, and that's why it's my number two. Is because like of the complexity of like this shit was going down in seventy two. Was it seventy two, sixty nine? Like what, it, oh, was, it was. It was filmed like earlier, then it didn't come out to like America like seventy one, seventy two, or something. So it's all weird. Yeah, it's all weird. The but, timeline, but. But like for the that whatever like that 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 three year gap that we're talking about, when this movie came out, the concepts of that um, are, dude, those are timeless things. Like those are things that like are stressed now for fighters to do, especially like not only in a combat sport but like in real life. Like real life, if you faint somebody. And you throw one way and you throw another, like much like a, a question mark kick that like something like Cerrone does, right? Where you've, you, you've been throwing low, throwing low, you, you faint low, throw high. Yep. Bro, yeah. that, that's, it's so beautiful to watch. 
And it's so cool to see that in a movie, like, and, and it's so cool for them. Like, and you know, like if you stop and be like, okay, it's a movie, they set this up. Like, you know, at the time the cinema, the, the, uh, fight choreographer was was probably bruce lee and you know at the time he was explaining like throwing feints it'll draw people's attention yeah and you know at the time like a director or producer's just like what are you doing bro like that should nobody want to see that shit you know what i mean like we need to we need to get punches in here and we need we need to be like this and you know probably bruce lee at the same time was just like no it, trust me it's gonna look great when it's on film because this is really like this is really what happens in the trenches and it's <sighs> That that point that you brought up, like this, the feints and stuff, like I could just go on for days with that. But yeah. I'll let you and, keep going. And, you know, and <laughs> pacing too. I would argue that it's probably one of the most realistic paced fight scenes that I could think of, bar none, because you have a warm up, you know, and sure they're talking, to, you know, it's trying to imitate like the old school, like uh, Seven Samurai when the samurais will show up for a duel. It was this quiet respect. They have a little warm up and they go. But there's also there's also very realistic theme of the warm-up that is a real thing people do and sure you know it was a bit comical like the bruce lee flex but as far as the stretch like i remember that stretch where bruce lee goes head to knees it took me so long to get that flexible to do that as a younger man i can't do it now but i remember (laughs) when i did that like you just feel invincible like when you can do that it felt like the ultimate flex you know and we're seeing each of these guys do their own version of warming up and the fight pacing scene is real when a guy gets hurt he kind of stays hurt um, and and the, the cardio like this the pacing is so very realistic go go back and watch watch that fight scene for sure guys mm-hmm. um, that's awesome man great great crossover over number two um, it, it might, and just a, some notes from me real no, quick no please please keep as, going, as, keep we, going, as we keep round going. this out now as we round this out the fight starts off with a cat yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> the cat the like the as many things are like real about this fight it's the most like blended like. Real and with the all of the cliches of like a martial art like fight scene in a movie with the good guy bad guy, and it, you know you have because in the background you know you have somebody like ah you know and it kicks off the fight scene. But in right. this scene, it's the cat who makes the sound effect to kick off the fight. Yep. You yep. know, and they, it's it's so cool. Like like you were saying, like right before that, there, you know, you see uh, Chuck Norris doing real like karate style, like the punching from the hips, right, and just like uh, throwing the sidekicks, right, and stretching out. And you got Bruce Lee kind of doing his thing. The he's he's you know throwing a front kick, just kind of stretching out his leg and shit. And you know, it it it's cool to see that. It's but it has all the cliches with like, but it's to a different level where like you're like. It's it's cheesy. It's 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 cheesy, but it doesn't cross the line. Of some I, of the some of the things. Oh, in not here. at you all, know what I mean? man. And that's why I said it ages surprisingly well for the time. So that's I, I love it when we lock in and lock on the same <laughs> one, man. That's that's good stuff. So I'm gonna go into my number one, and I'll, I'll lose my mind if we line up on this. I kind of hope we don't because it's like I'm really curious to see what what, what else he got for as far as high rank and stuff. But uh, you mm-hmm. mind if I go first and you can finish it? Uh, go for it. Go for it. There? All right. This one has is, is got to be number one for me. It is a fight scene that I studied a lot. And just in general, Jet Li, who is the theme of this pick. All right. Uh, and he is a guy I just tried to study all his moves. And you see a lot of his classic moves. What, which, what I love is he's got a lot of, uh, cl- you know, Jackie Chan has a lot of classic themes. Jet Li has a lot of exact classic moves. And we see them all from the look at the hand to the punch 
to whether he does it in Romeo Must Die with the fire hose, any kind of rope. Oh, God, thing. yes. I, I remember I was so happy uh, when I figured out how to do that whole sequence where he goes through the legs and then whips it over his back. Um, we see that. We see everything. And it's great because it's just a great movie. You can watch all the fight scenes of Fist of Legend, which is essentially like a Big Boss uh, original Bruce Lee title. It's essentially that story, which has been done so many times in martial arts movies. But Fist of Legend, it is the end fight scene with Billy Chow, who looks just like my grandmother's uh, brother, uh, spookily so. Um, this guy, Billy Chow, is a really imposing figure and does a really good job uh, as uh, as martial artist playing the Japanese hard kind of karateka style. But this guy just has an air of invincibility to him, plays a great villain, and just makes Jet Li fight. It's one of Jet Li's best fight scenes. You know, early Jet Li is kind of criticized because he's a lot of, uh, like, once upon a time in China, kung fu style Jet Li. We see he's a lot of wire work. But all the athleticism and, like, particular things we see at Jet Li here, we see leg kicks. I'm not talking about just the kung fu checking leg kicks that come up where they're with the inside of the, uh, of the leg like you're doing a soccer pass and they're kicking that. No, no, not just that. Like, he's actually doing some leg kicks here. He'll catch an arm and he'll use a leopard's paw. You know, you talked about Tiger style when we talked about Jet Li and Jackie Chan fighting, you know, praying mantis. You hear about these things, snake, right? Right. Leopard is one of the main five animals, but you rarely ever see the leopard thrown. And for people not watching the YouTube, it's essentially like you're curling for a fist but if your fingers in three sections the bottom section the base section does not bend and the top two sections will bend making the middle section of fig your finger a flush striking point that is the leopard's paw it's a really weird one even if you're like a kung fu fan of myself looking through the books and stuff when i was training going what the, what what the f do you use this for <laughs> and gently kind of shows a really practical application as far as attacking limbs when he's attacking legs then, then, you know, the bad guy will punch, he'll, he'll, Billy Child will punch, he'll catch it, and he'll leopard's paw him right under in the armpit instead of doing an actual punch because the leopard's paw gets right under those nerves, and he was, like, deadening his arm. It was, like, a really cool thing. Uh, we, we, we see him do, like, a Mel Gibson where he uh, from Lethal Weapon where he has to snap his arm back in a socket midway through the fight. Yeah. His arm comes out, and he puts it, he posts it on the ground. He breaks, he scrambles away for space. And then he just does this badass thing and he pops and his own arm. Funny enough, funny enough, that fight scene that you just described was a fight scene that Jet Li was in too because he did that to Mel Gibson in the movie. Exactly. So funny enough, Lethal funny Weapon enough. 4, that's right. Lethal Weapon 4, Blake. There you yep. go. Why can't we be friends? And um, <laughs> it's great. No, but th this fight scene like has – it, it's, it's freaking fantastic, man. It is just a master class. It is Jet Li and a lot of stuff that almost made this list. But as far as an individual fight scene, it is his – um, best by far and in, in a list that was hard to make five i felt good about it. this is my number one interesting um so my number one was um it so let, let's start let's start when, when when i started this and i had the concept of like best martial art like like we do top five martial art movies right and then we did top five scenes, but one of the ones that had always been on that list and um, just the, the fight scene that sticks out from there. Uh, so let me kind of build to everything and, and I kind of said, I'm going to set it. I'm going to do the, what the kids call a setup. What makes a good martial arts movie for me is a realistic martial arts scenes. Like it's a martial arts scenes, but also the real, the realism knowing what we all know now mixed martial arts, mm -hmm. like, Things that are practical, things that look real, things that like I doesn't doesn't take me away from the movie. For instance, I have not seen Creed one or two. 
I can't. I, the last boxing movie I saw was Southpaw. And the, even the fight scenes in that movie took me out of the movie. I enjoyed the writing. I enjoyed the acting. I didn't enjoy the fight scenes because what's not real and what I don't like about movies like Rocky, even though I love those classics, I love them in, in a special place. Like if I separate the martial arts from myself, I love those movies just for the classics that they are. I don't love the fight scenes in those movies because what's not real is is – Punches that are fucking – you threw them from Tuesday and they land on Saturday. You know what I mean? What's not real is you punch, the other person punch you, and you punch them and they punch you. And nobody having no defense, no feints, no setups, no nothing. That's been a real thematic thing going on on my list is, is feints. I appreciate the small things that make a fight scene look real. And there was no other realistic more fight scene and one that played at you from a heartstrings point and one that played at you from a sport that I love besides the movie Warrior with Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy. And in this movie, for those that haven't seen it, it's two brothers. They, they by the end of the movie, end up in a 16-man tournament and by the end, they have to fight each other. And it's MMA rules. And that's my favorite fight scene ever. It's my number one on my list. It's Joel Edgerton versus Tom Hardy, and it's an MMA fight, and it's like 10 minutes long, to be quite honest, yeah. because they, they cover five rounds. But the realism of like people throwing jabs, throwing right hands, throwing punches, getting in clinches, going on the ground, like they're, the fight scenes are like legit, and maybe it's just because they're in a cage, and maybe it's just because it's MMA. But also, they don't, they're not fucking doing sidewinding flip fucking, you know, 360 kicks in the goddamn cage like some, like, fucking Michael Bay movie might do if it was an MMA movie. Right. This is more of a grounded to reality in the real world of, like, low kicks and, like, clinches and elbows and knees and, like, fucking, like, you know, uh, there's a point in the fight scene where Joel Edgerton has to break uh, Tom Hardy's arm and it's the end of the third round. And... There's a point where like fucking he gets almost get knocked out by fucking Tom Hardy, and it's a clash of styles. You have more of a grappler sort of like clinch fighter versus a guy who's a, a badass stand up fighter, and it's also a, a a thing where you don't know who the good guy or the bad guy is, because who were you rooting for when the movie started? Were you rooting for Tom Hardy's, you know, this guy who's from the military and he's trained, he's just trying to like. He's, you know, just trying to like do the best he can with his life. Like you don't, you could tell he doesn't have a lot going for him, and he's just trying to just make an honest living. Or do you go for the guy who is a, you know, fucking chemistry teacher, and you know, he he got kind of suspended because he started fighting MMA again to provide for his family, and like he's just trying to like, he's just trying to do the best he can. There's no real bad guy. In the movie, and like, but there is if you pick a side. Obviously, the other guy's a bad guy, and you don't want to see him win. So it's more of an in your head bad guy. That's what makes the movie great. But it's this fight scene of everything that we love and the sport that drives us here to this point, and is probably the most realistic application of martial arts in MMA. See to see that on the on the on the big screen, and to see that portrayed in like a, a, a just a super realistic way. Like there's some like one or two scenes I caught where I'm like, that edit was a little man. Yeah, right. You know, but like it for the most part, I'd say like 80, 85 percent of it. Like I'm like, I'm satisfied with this fight scene and I can watch this all the way through over and over again. 
that, don't know. I know that got deep, but no, that's a that's a great that's a great setup, man. Uh, in fact, I was thinking about this one as far as like fights you can make an argument for, uh, as far as bringing that MMA aspect, right? Because I was trying to tether it to MMA as much as possible, and this is definitely one of them for the reasons you said. Um, it's definitely the best fight scene from that movie, and it's crazy because we got to think of this in this context, like especially for those of us who've been following the sport for a while, like. You wouldn't imagine a mainstream movie, like especially one that actually tried to make itself a good movie with good performances, which it delivered from Nick Nolte and whatnot. Like, right, yeah. They were going to do this for MMA. So when you think of it from those aspects alone, it, 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 I, I totally get why this one resonates with both hardcores and casuals alike, you know? Like, um, totally. Uh, but I love that setup, too, because, you know, it's, it's part of the context. It's part of the ride, you know? Who are you rooting for? What was the setup like? And that's something we, I'm glad you touched because we didn't really touch on that with a lot of these picks, Blake, which was <clears throat> a lot of what makes these fight scenes great is what the movie and the people in the movie did beforehand to set it up. So there's this, it's this quiet, silent partner to a lot of these picks, in other words, if that yes. makes sense. And you did a really good job of explaining that for that pick. Um, so, yeah, man. And, and, and again, I would hope that your number one is something you're passionate about. And so no apologies at all. I apologize because I'm a dumbass and I forgot to grab my power cord. Uh, so I'm gonna go grab it now as I as I chalk this time and I'll edit this this portion out or not. But but uh, I'll be I'll be right I'll, I'll be right back. One twelve one twelve easy to remember. Be right back, sir. Hang tight. Yes sir. Yes sir. Yes sir. All right, and we're back. Apologize for that quick little edit there. Had to. But the power was running out because I'm a professional production here <laughs> at the Protecting Neck Podcast. But we just closed with Blake's number one, a passionate number one, as was mine. As all the number ones should be right. I mean, these are subjective lists. We're not. We're, we're not pretending that they aren't. At the same time, uh, this is good, man. This is good. There's, you know, when I'm trying to book these, Blake, uh, these top five mm-hmm. shows, I always tell the guests, I'm like, I want you to take the lead because I want it to be something that you're passionate about. And, and this, this has been great. But we are not done yet. It is actually no. honorable mention time, right? Honorable mention yes! time. Let's let's party. Let us party. Let me. I got to give the listeners first dibs. Um, at that yes so uh over on instagram a two t h a j is or two two y's on that how about any scenes in the raid or that long ass hallway scene in old boy i I, yes i I love i I love that he brought those up i'll let you touch on those especially the the raids i'm sure you're gonna have some opinions on but i just want to say something about old boy i love that hammer scene that he's referring to in old boy, but if I was going to pick a one shot again, back to my original cr- criteria, you didn't have to stick to this, but to make it easier for me, I stuck to movies that were strictly martial arts movies or technically martial arts movies. So that's why I went mm-hmm. with the protector one shot over the old boy hammer scene, but don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I love that old boy hammer scene. And, uh, the raid movies were awesome. You know, like uh, the only thing I'll say about the raid movies and I'll pass the ball to you here, uh, Blake is that, I saw that Mad Dog scene on top of most people's lists. I know martial arts heads uh, that have it on their list as well, as far as that end scene on the Raid 1, where it's the two-on-one versus Mad Dog. Um, and I love that scene. I ain't hating on it, but I have to split hairs on this list, and the reason why that one didn't make it on here, uh, in case anyone's wondering, it's just because of, of pacing for me. Like It was amazing. It was batshit crazy. But that fight scene is like the Black Hawk Down of fight scenes for me. And Black Hawk Down's an awesome war movie. I'm not saying that yeah. it's not, but for me, the knock that I give Black Hawk down is there wasn't enough, or should I say, 
any downtime. You need a little downtime. You need a little pacing for artistic purposes. You don't have to do the realistic pacing like Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris did, which I gave props to, but you have to have some type of pacing, right? And that one had no pacing. It was just fucking nonstop bananas action, which is awesome. But if I'm splitting hairs here, I needed a little more than that for a top five list. Yeah, uh, I've only seen certain fight scenes from the raid. I've never seen, I've never fully seen the raid. Okay. Um, but the fight scenes I've seen are um, amazing, and it's it's gritty. It's gritty kung fu is what it reminds me of. Gritty, like super gritty martial arts. It is, is what it reminds me of. Like modern day, like we're still doing the old thing, but we're also we love the brutality that Tony Jaw brings. Yeah. And so, what if we combine the old thing with like this new thing, and we made it this other thing? And that's what I've seen from the scenes of the raid. Is just like. It's this next generation of like this next generation of like making martial arts movies that like people can still enjoy and still in 20, 30 years, people will be like, God damn it, that was cheesy, but I still fucking love it. You know what I mean? It captures that spirit really well in the best modern way possible. Um, there's a, there's just like a lot of the scenes that stick out that I've seen, though, it's like one dude versus like, again, like a like a video game scene where it's yeah. one dude versus a thousand guys. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, the video game analogy is perfect. Like you brought it up for the protector. Like that's especially with the raid one. I don't remember the raid two uh, as much because, again, Black Hawk Down analogy. You get a little too much action, not enough downtime. We forget who the characters are, what the hell the plot is. Yes. So that, that becomes problematic. Granted that it shouldn't be too technical. It's a martial arts movie. But the first one, though, feels like a video game where the boss is at the top because it all takes place in one building. It's like this drug this drug lord runs this project building, and the police mm-hmm. squad have to go in, and they get locked down. And the, the project lord goes on the manager to all the starving poor people going, if you want more money, you're a better place. Uh, you get more money kill for every uh, police police person you kill, and it's just this crazy, so, crazy thing. So, so the raid is basically the new Judge Dread. Have you seen the new Judge Dread? No, and I haven't. Had the dude. Okay, so that one came out in 2012, 13. Jeez, I'm so behind. Anyways, it's uh, it's got the dude who was in uh, he was in Lord of the Rings. He was actually in Doom. I forget his name off the top of my head, Ooh. but he's been in both movies. Um. And he played like the good guy in Doom that ends up killing The Rock. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but he's in it, and he plays Judge Dredd. And he it's basically that. They raid the building. The building is at – at the top of it is the, the chick who played uh, uh, – what's her name from Lord, um, Game of Thrones? Who was the, the evil queen lady oh, in yeah, Lord of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't even think of her name. I don't know her, her name, name she, but she yeah, fucked, I know you're talking about. She, she fucked her brother. Uh, the, <laughs> the sister – yeah, brother fucker. Uh, we'll call her Queen Brotherfucker, and she uh, she's in the movie. She plays uh, Ma, who is the main bad protagonist, like main bad guy, uh, not protagonist, antagonist. And it's same thing. The, like Judge Dredd goes in there, tries to arrest some people. They lock down the fucking this huge fucking building that is full of fucking poor people. It's like a project building basically, because oh, in Judge Dredd's worlds, like it's all this fucked up parts of town. And some of these places in town are big, huge, like what seems like 30, 40 story buildings. And it's one big apartment complex. And so basically she locks it down. Hey, if you kill this guy, you know, you'll get all this money. You know what I mean? And so 
all these like randos just try to like fucking kill him, and he has to make it way from floor to floor until he gets to the top. So that's kind of what it reminds me of. They got some. They got some issues to take up with uh, the the raid. That or the raid has issues to take up with them. <laughs> Dude, I'm so Either behind way. Blake. I, I remember watching the original Judge Dredd when it came out in theaters, and us, oh, Stallone. All, yeah, and just all, all my all my friends just quoting to each other. Uh, Stallone, I am the law. I am the law. That one, and I knew you'd say that. Yeah, but he said that's all he says the whole movie. I am the law. I knew you'd say that. That's all he says. That's all he says the whole fucking movie. Fucking um, Stallone's gonna eventually have to be subtitled, dude. They're gonna have to subtitle that guy. That's what he's just turned into. Oh man. Uh, all right. What that, else the fans gotta say? Um. We'll, we'll knock out off. Uh, we'll knock off our uh, honorable mentions here. And we'll get on out of here. Let me just start with one because it reminded me of your number one while you were talking about it as well. Um, because again, that was one that I thought about as far as uh, Blake's number one. By the way, people, the 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 end, end fight scene in Warrior. When I was thinking about mm-hmm. like mixed martial arts centric fight scenes, right? Because it's it's still a small list, sadly. Uh, uh, you know, it's getting bigger. But which ones were the, were the good ones? And I came across one that almost made the list if I was just judging on a criteria for like if we're just judging these for fight scenes, no nostalgic value, none of, none of that stuff. This would probably be my number one uh, in similar spirit to yours, which is Donnie Yen versus Colin Chu in a movie called Flashpoint. And I think it's okay. like around like ten years old, but it's awesome. It's one as far as choreography goes. Again, this is more maybe. I don't want to say the Michael Bay version because I hate Michael Bay and I would hate to disrespect this scene, but but you made a great point earlier, right, Blake, as far as, like, there's a couple ways you could do the mixed martial arts as far as right now uh, that we've right. seen it choreo- choreographed. This is a little more of the flashy bit bits of it, but it, it, they do really great. I mean, there's wrist control, feet on the hips and the guard, pushing away, arm locks, uh, real scrambles, elbows, clinch, dirty boxing, mixed with... Some pretty practical uh, kung fu because it's not um, a martial arts movie as well. It's a it's a, it's a it's a crime movie. It's like these two special forces guys, I think, pretty much. Um, and uh, which one of them is played by Donnie Yen, the other Colin Chu, and uh, they go at it. They throw their guns down at a certain point, and then they just go at it and have this brutal, brutal mixed fight. And Donnie Yen's pretty cool, man. I mean. You see him on the scene early in Once Upon a Time in China 2 in the early 90s with Jet Li. And he does Kung Fu very well. He's really good with weaponry, hand-to-hand. But Donnie Yen, I, I, I don't, I'm not as familiar with him, Blake. But I think this guy right. really loves himself some MMA because he always incorporates a lot of MMA-esque or realist re- realism into his fight scenes. And you really can't... Again, I'm not a Donnie Yen head. I've only seen... You know, a quarter of his work probably because the guy's done so much, but you cannot right. find a bad fight scene from Donnie Yen pretty much. Even in like when he was in Blade 2, a lot of people forget. Oh shit, yeah, Blade 2, <laughs> that's right. Dude, I revisited a Blade the other day too. I haven't seen any of those movies in forever. Yeah, don't worry, the, the first two are like, are, 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 are fun to watch, and the third one you're like, God damn it. I'm, by the third one, you're like, I made it this far, like for real. But Donnie Yen is in the second one. He's part of this like secret, like anti whatever force yep. that, that's trying to hunt down this new type of vampire. And you're like, God damn it, Donnie Yen. Look at you, huh? Look at you in all your glory. He ends up turning into one of those things, but you see him for you see him fight for a little bit. You're yep. like, okay. Yeah, they, they give him some shine. <laughs> um, Blake, uh, the, these ones almost made my list too. Uh, Go ahead. That that 
So pretty much, Donnie Yen has one, although it wouldn't have made the list, not because it's not awesome, but uh, in It Man, where he faces a bunch of black belts. But if you notice, there's always that scene, right? From the original Bruce Lee Big Boss to Donnie Yen, It Man, um, the, these scenes of like facing all the black belts. Now, the, the, the classic Bruce Lee one almost made my list because it's classic. And that part where he brings out the nunchucks, and you just really see oh, why God, nunchucks yes. are brutal. Especially like guys of our age where we probably watched the Ninja Turtles or we're more familiar with that before we went back and watched old Bruce Lee, right? Right, so you, right. So a lot of us probably had nunchucks associated as some goofy thing. It's 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 one of the least like most threatening weapons. Even if you were to hold a real wooden pair, you might still like probably underestimate it if you're a kid, right? But you go back and even watch this old movie in the freaking seventies that's like should be outdated. And it's pretty goddamn brutal. I mean, Bruce Lee's also attacking their legs and their shins and, like, doing, like, leg kick versions with the nunchucks. Like, it's sick. Yeah, I remember training. So I I taught karate from 2009, 2010. I was a karate instructor. And I had to learn it as well. And part of the form that we learned, it was more based on, like, um, like, Hapkido, Taekwondo, like, like like more southern uh, Korean style like type of karate. Right. It's still karate, but it's it, the formulation of it. They they add in more like wrist locks and shit like that. You know what I mean? And and little like it's more for self defense purposes, quote unquote. But part of what you learn when you graduate your belt levels is nunchuck work. And yeah, when you're practicing with those motherfuckers. And you swing them hard enough, and sometimes you hit the inside of your leg, or like the, your your fucking back in that right way, or sometimes you hit your nuts. Like you realize this shit is. I was just doing this like 40% to get my fucking movements down, right? But like, if this shit landed, and these are padded nunchucks you train with, if this shit was like real, like, goddamn, like you watch those movies, and like you don't think about how hard like somebody who's swinging them know like the power that they could be behind it, but like you're like. You fucking some people up. Like one of those stuntmen actually went home with a black eye that day for sure. You know what I'm saying? Oh, totally, man. Like part of my uh, part of my arsenal here, if I can call it that. I've got some old school Okinawan wooden ones, and I, I busted them out like when I was like unload when I was like uh, setting up the house. And I'm like, man, I haven't used these things in forever. But I used to always practice with the padded ones, right? So I'm right. thinking like I could go rusty over a decade without touching. Oh, it. I'm just going to pull out oh. wood ones. And, and and be okay. Oh man, I fucked myself up, dude. <laughs> but but that that that's a that's a classic scene for the nunchucks and for the black belts. But you know, one of my favorite scenes would probably beats it. Um, just uh, if you take the classic aspect out of it, is um, did you ever see Kiss of the Dragon with Jet Li? Yes, I love that movie. I love it. It's great because this one, the setup is great. Most of them, it's like whether it's Donnie Yen or Bruce Lee, it's you killed my master, you killed my friend, I'm here to get revenge. It was a premeditated ass whooping, right? Right. It was premeditated. Jet Li, I mean, it's premeditated because he's trying to save his friend or his friend's daughter, Bridget Fonda's, you know, Bridget Fonda or whatever. Um, And uh, he's running from bad guys at a certain point and he, and it's like, oh shit, they're coming from which way? Oh crap, there's an escape door. Let me go through this. And he goes to the escape door, closes it, and you see him take a, a, an exhale of, of relief. Ah, I escaped. But then he turns around, and all of a sudden there's like a, a whole army of black belts in the middle of oh, class yes. that are already warmed up. And then not only that, it's a great scene because they turn around and, and look at him. But as they all, and like without even like a command from their instructor or anything cheesy like that, they just go, okay, it's on. It's like this unspoken vibe. But as they all turn to him, Blake, their arms are crossed like this. They're standing in their geese and black belts. But they all had a, a, not, a like a, pretty much a Filipino escrima sticks 
all of a sudden, yes, yes. so they slowly draw out of their grass. They were holding them the whole time as if they were ready. But it's like the ultimate co- fucked up coincidence because um, they weren't, and they just this crazy battle engages. And there's this point where like three guys are attacking Jet Li at once with sticks and uh, w- with sticks, and Jet Li has a stick in each hand, and he's just going. It's just oh, it's so sick, and it leads right into this really epic battle with these two twins, a small one. Uh, that's really athletic and a really giant lurchy guy. Who yes, like yes, fucking, the Taekwondo twins. Yeah, they they were executing people all movie, and it leads right into that fight scene. That's just a fun movie, man. That's a fucking. It is one of the like. You know what? When I remember that movie came out, I love the movie so much. Do you remember they had a video game, PlayStation Two? What? Kiss of the Dragon. I remember playing it, and you could be Jet Li in it. I think. Whoa. Or, it might have been. I thought it was Kiss of the Dragon, but it might have just been a Jet Li fighting video game where might maybe it's that but it it was very reminiscent of like they put in a lot of elements from like kiss of the dragon in there i felt it, it might have just been a jet leaf video game but yes you could do like some some shit and like i love that movie so, i love everything from the hotel scene in the beginning yeah when he kicks the fucking pool ball into yes. the dude's head uh everything from that to where he actually i remember i think i, I had the movie on dvd and i watched the commentary of it and this was this is not on my honorable mentions list, so I'm not giving my list away. But it's more to touch on your point. There's a scene in there where he fights a black kickboxer dude. Yes. And and uh, it, that scene actually, they said that that dude is actually a real kickboxer in real life, the black dude. And they they filmed the scene, and they had to shoot it from different angles because they were fighting too fast. They actually they they slowed it down in the movie. Like it's like. 0.2%, 0.3% slowed down because they were fighting too fast. They had to ask them to slow down the I, movements. I, I love that too because it's got one of my favorite, like, this is like the last era of hip hop that I was really into. Um, and you got NERD playing yes. in the background. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Great music video too, by the way. I'm an outlaw. Yeah. I was bumping that song so hard. And especially because uh, that fight scene, it just made it that much better. That scene is going on Rockstar by NERD. It's playing in the background. Or uh, not Rockstar, Lab but uh, Lab Dance. That's, yep. that's the one. And there's this, this scene, the iconic scene of that fight scene. You know you're watching the right fight scene when you see the dude and he punches the uh, – the, like the, it's like the wooden pillar. And then the, it kind of like cracks. It doesn't break all the way, but it cracks. And you, you see he removes and his hand's cut up. And he's got splinters in his knuckles, and all he does is take out the splinters, and he goes back to fucking fighting Jet Li. This is insane. I it's it's fucking a, it's a great low key. It's one of the best like modern like trying to make Jet Li commercial because that came out right before uh, Romeo Must Die. Like came out in that whole era, the Romeo yes, Must yeah, Die, yeah. Exit Wounds type area type era. You know what I mean? But go ahead with the rest of your list. I just I needed to add on to that, man. Oh no, please interrupt me, man. Shoot your shoot your list. I only had a couple more, but. The last one, as far as honorable mentions, that almost made my list, especially because not being PC, like because it's a great fight, but I did also want to get some ladies on here. You do think about that, you know, like it was, was, you know, especially going back from the early days, you don't see ladies a lot. They don't start coming into the picture until maybe the 90s, you know what I'm saying? And um, the the Z Yang versus Michelle Yeoh fight scene in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is just amazing. They they run through all the fucking weapons in that house. Dude, that was so fun. Yeah, because like everyone, you realize like 
to set the movie up, like if you're into the, if you've seen the movie, spoiler alert, the fucking right. movie happened 20, 20 years ago, basically. Right. One of the best, like just kind of movies in general. It just happens to be a great Chinese movie because it's it's, yes. it's got the subtitles right and everything that has martial arts and not necessarily a martial arts movie that's Chinese. You know what I mean? Yeah, like totally. It's it's so phenomenally done, and this scene in particular where Michelle Yeoh realizes that like. She's got the fucking hey. She's got what the kids call the juice, right? That's her, right? The Michelle Yu. She's the yeah. one with stole the sword. Oh no, no, no! Michelle Yu's the older. She's the older, the older, older lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, Zi Yang is the one that has the juice. Yeah. Zi Yang. Yep. That's it. She was in fucking you know Rush Hour Two and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, she uh, so she's got the juice now. You know what I'm saying? She stole the sword, and she does not realize it's like power. Every fucking weapon Michelle Yu's like fucking goes for breaks it's done for it's no good like it, it's it's just one of the most like powerful like you realize so many things without it even needing to be said about like whoa like this girl's got talent she's got the fucking she's got the the you know weapon of mass destruction in her hand like what is she gonna do is somebody gonna die who's gonna stop her like there's so many questions going through your mind all while this badass fight scene's like happening with weapons it's phenomenal Yes, I love it. You're right because she, they run through so many weapons with her trying to stop her. But what I love is they they pick like all like the kind of like hipster weapons. Like you see a lot of weapons you usually don't see, and to the point where like my hipster ass went and I had to like collect them. Like I got a replica of the Green Destiny. I I have every, I have almost everything in there except a monk spade. I have a Quan Dao, which is another like the the next biggest weapon of all the Chinese weapons. Um, which you see him in the background, but she doesn't use it. Uh, and then I even have the, I can't find them. I got really upset when I was watching this. I, I can't find my Chinese hook swords, but I used to have the tiger hook swords. And I oh, even, did a, I even did a, a choreographed fight scene that was on my IMDB credit. Now I'm just down to one credit, which is my fault. I didn't get back to somebody back in the day, but I, I choreographed a fight scene that actually had those in there. Um, and I definitely oh. drew a lot of inspiration off of this fight scene. It was, it was just freaking fantastic. I mean, you you it, it's worth to watch the whole movie like Blake said, which is a great note. It's just it's a good movie for for to not get lost in the weeds here, but th that fight scene in particular was just it was just amazing, you know. Um just just two 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 badass bitches and I mean that in the most complimentary way and respectful way possible. Mhm. Mm uh-huh. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, Says uh, your list. Got uh, more just, on your just, list. What else you got? Dan? Just a couple more. Um, I talk about the, the, this one a lot, and I mentioned it when I did my martial arts recommendation movie. So I left it off. But Jackie Chan, who am I? Uh, the rooftop scene. He essentially. Fights, oh God! Yeah. Remember that? And he fights the, the hand specialist, where it's just hands. Then he fights the super long, flexible guy, where it's just kicks. And then they get frustrated, timing each other, trying to beat Jackie. That they say "eff it," and they both go at him at the same time. But that's just a good Jackie Chan movie. It's got a good plot. Um, it's got some of his best stunt work when he's doing he, while Jackie's still doing all of his own stunts, and it's super creative. Like he literally jumps into like a wrapped up hose, like you know Die Hard, you know Die Hard how he jumps off the building. Like Jackie yeah. Chan does that, except he steps like a cartoon into the pre-wrapped and rolled and coiled uh, hose. He pulls it up to his waist, and then he jumps off the roof of like a at least six-story building, and he goes vertical and allows himself to be unraveled with the hose, which they measured just right to let him down perfectly at the very end. I mean, there's there's that kind of stunts in here, folks. It's a great movie. Um, and then the last couple that just were on here, um, I talk about UNBL a lot. 
when I talked about Dragons Forever, Yen Biao was also in uh, um, uh, Meals on Wheels. But Yen Biao, if you're a fan of his, go see, go back and watch The Prodigal Son. The end fight scene there is really good. Um, Snake and Crane, Arts of Shaolin's the opening. It has no bearing on the movie. It's just Jackie Chan using one of my favorite weapons, the Tomfa, which is those old police clubs, and a broadsword. Okay. And he faces off against two dudes with spears. So they're essentially like both guys are jabbing his head with spears at the same time. And Jackie Chan is doing like boxing head movement. Except instead of punches, they're sharp fucking spears. It is insane. And, <laughs> and lastly, speaking of Tonfa and police sticks, this one, again, it's one of those double titles. I think it's called Enforcer in America. But I knew it as My Father is a Hero. Not My Father the Hero. My Father is a Hero with Jet Li. It's the end fight scene. It's fucking awesome. You got Jet Li with the Tompa fighting a bunch of other guys with Tompas. It's amazing. That kind of evolves into the bad guy scene where he fights a bad guy. I don't have his name. But this guy is really badass. He's using coats. He's using stunts. He's using a bunch of different stuff for the fight. And then Jet Li incorporates his son into the fight scene. At a certain point, he attaches his rope to the son to his son and uses his son as a weapon, swing him, swinging him around the, the room. He does the classic Romeo must die thing with the hose that we talked about, Blake. Yeah. But he does it with his yeah. little boy who's tied to a rope. Like it is a bananas ass fight scene. That actually almost made the list. That's it. That's all I got. Damn, dude, I had, I had not seen that movie in forever. The enforcer, bro. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I had to go look that up right now. And I was like, Bro, I remember this That's fucking movie, dude. Old school, oh, yeah. that reminds me of like Black Mask shit. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, Jet Li, the Black Mask. Okay, let me get to some of my honorable mentions real quick, man. Yeah. And it's a little bit everywhere and in no particular order, but I have the lightsaber battle from Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. Okay, I, I will allow it. it. Is I a, will allow it. Absolutely. It is a martial arts scene through and through. Yes. Given, given you have two guys who are clearly actors. You, ha- I mean, they're all three actors in this fight scene. It's Darth Maul, Qui Gon Jinn, mm-hmm. and Obi Wan Kenobi. Or in the real life, it's uh, Liam Neeson. Um, what's his name? Ewan McGregor and Ray Park. Ray, Ray Park, Park is yep. an actual martial artist. Yep. Yes. Who just happens to be in Hollywood, like. The man is amazing. He played Toad He's in X-Men of, as well, folks. He played Toad in X-Men. He played the the uh, Headless Horseman in Sleepy yep. Hollow without the head. He's been in things that like you're like, oh, I've seen his work before. You definitely for sure have. So anyways, he, he plays Darth Maul. And the choreographed fight scene in this fucking movie with – I get it. It's not traditional like kicks and fucking punches and shit like that. But like – Bro, the fight scene in this movie, phenomenal, dude. Because they're everywhere. They're using fucking, like, actual, like, techniques that look, like, legit. I'm not a sword fighter, so I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. But it sold me on it. Like, I'm con- – and I and you watch close, like, the the they th- have feints in there. And, and, like, the editing is not like, oh, they just edit up close and, like, did this. And there's even scenes, too, where, like – Ray Park's kicking him. Like, he's blocking one shit and he's kicking the other dude. You know what I mean? And, like, they, they also incorporate in this – in this, I get it's an entirely different world, but they incorporate the powers of the movie, the use of the, quote, force, in the fight scene. It's not like just – it just has to be this one- or two-dimensional thing. It's, it's two-dimensional because you got a, a weapon and you've got people, but it's this extra dimension that draws you into the movie even more. 
if you're a Star Wars fan, is he's using the Force as he's blocking something. He's using the Force and pushing you back, and you're like, ah, that only in that world. And that's kind of a little like thing that sells you. You're like, ah, all right, this is. It's not completely martial arts, but it's not false either. Like this, this sells it for me, and it's probably the best fight scene I think in all of Star Wars. So you, you know, I, I had to include. We got to be coming clean on our on our nerddom here for for choice like this, but I will come clean with you, sir. Uh, yeah, I mean, for as much bad things as you can say about Phantom Menace, and I won't refute a lot of it, especially if you're talking about Jar Jar. You can't talk shit on this fight scene. I mean, I went back to watch this movie and would just find myself just watching the fight scene. Because it was amazing. And uh, by the way, Obi-Wan Apprentice is the shit. Uh, I think Obi-Wan <laughs> Apprentice can kick uh, the Jedi Obi-Wan's ass. I think Obi-Wan Apprentice can kick um, Jedi Master Obi-Wan's ass. Like, I know it doesn't make sense because he's technically, he knows the least. But there's something so badass about Ian McGregor in that movie, even with his stupid haircut. Obi-Wan Apprentice is the shit. Uh, <laughs> just got to say that. Right. <laughs> no, but 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 honestly though the the, the dichotomy I mean uh, George Lucas uh, you know uh, I don't want to say stole like uh, angry or whatever but I mean he took a lot from the uh, the Jedi as far as the dogma of the samurai and Jedi it's very yeah. it's very similar when I went over to China I'm training at the Shaolin Temple I'm getting myself pumped because this is the day, this is still in the days where we're burning CDs Blake and yeah. on my CD mix. I had dual I, you bet your ass I had dual John Williams dual the fates on there to help dual get me pumped fates, up bro. Yes. You know, I feel like, I feel like a mannequin in episode two, riding out, riding out to go find his mom, going out, going out to some fucking third world country to go do my test. I'm like, yeah, getting ready, baby, Jedi mode, because obviously that shit's ridiculous, the force push and stuff that you were referencing. But even though that's not martial arts per se, that's still part of martial arts lore. I mean, people can't fly either, like we were talking about at the top of the show, right? But that doesn't that doesn't hinge the the genre. That doesn't that doesn't affect our list. We we had we had flying stuff on our list. Um, and this is kind of another extension of that, you know, of course they talk about the chi, uh, you know, and I, and I saw those monk shows in person, you know, it's, they weren't force pushing each other. It was a little more realistic version where they would focus and, and take damage and show like the power of the mind over the body, you know, like they would let us feel the swords that they were sharp. They would cut watermelons in front of us and then they would go and chop a dude's neck and the guy's neck wouldn't cut. And we're like, what the fuck? Um, like, you know what I'm saying? So Thanks. Say what you will about that stuff. I'm not. I'm not saying you, you you can believe it, buy or sell, like it or hate it. The point is, there are ties to martial arts. Uh, for people to say what Star Wars? How is that? Mar-? No, there's actually there's actually some legitimate ties there. Aside from just what was movie aside, a badass fight scene. Yes, and and uh, and there's two things I, I t- I'll touch on. Is again, I talked about feints and stuff, and it happens a lot in this movie. The biggest one of the biggest selling points in the part is where. It's Darth Maul, and he's eyeing Qui-Gon, and he's eyeing fucking Obi-Wan, and Qui-Gon goes in for for a feint, and really Obi-Wan attacks next. Yeah, I love that that part, yes. That would be, that's realistic, like, you you guys have trained with each other, you know that you could, you can, you're, all you are is extensions of trying to uh, eliminate the threat, and And that would, I was going to say, if you're in a gunfight, if you're in like a fist fight, you would do some shit like that where you're like, I've trained some of this person so much. They know if we're in a gunfight, we've got one sh- person shooting at us. I might go be a decoy like real quick and while the other person gets up and is able to see what they're doing and try to shoot their way. It's the same fucking thing. And like that and also the music in this fight oh, scene. Yeah, the, yeah. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> No, totally. It, it's, 
it just adds it just adds to this fight scenes every the elements all the elements of this just add to the fight scene it's phenomenal and that's true I, th- I mean it's like i wonder how much on purpose and how much on accident they have to do it because like the action's punctuating the music like it's like dun 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 right and they're hitting and i say that because i just posted this video that i found on vimeo that i got edited back in 2011 it's of a grappling tournament and I use a song that's used a lot now for intros, right? Which was uh, the old Ted Nugent Stranglehold, right? And um, mm-hmm. I remember being so stoked because if you go back and watch the video, I mean, a lot of it's on purpose because as soon as I saw that it was within striking dif- dis- distance, you can kind of make a tweak here or a tweak there. But largely, I mean, it's got to be either pre-planned, I imagine. I'm not a professional video maker here, folks. Or it's got to be partially in the cards. And I remember being so stoked that like I was able to um, like get certain part action to match the music. Like uh, I forget what the words is something something a bitch now, baby. But like when he when he punctuates, <laughs> I was able to get uh-huh. action to happen then, and I'm like, I felt so accomplished. So now I have an appreciation for that. And like <laughs> what you said, even the music, like being able to line up that kind of grand scale of action to music in mine as well. I mean, it was a well done scene. Yeah, it was shout out to the editors for that because they had to have had the music. And they, they I remember they said that uh, John Williams would have the scenes playing for the, you know, when he was orchestrating. Oh, so okay. they would have the scenes playing and they would orchestrate with that that energy and that vibe. And it's obviously the editor's job at the end of the day to take that energy and to take the scenes that provided the energy and be like, let's fucking put it all together. So. Yeah. There's a lot of it's a lot of Hollywood, but also to your point, yes, like one inspires the other. I think to a certain point. Yeah. Uh, so that's 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 on my list. The uh, Jet Li uh, end scene in the movie Fearless, oh, where he yes. fights fights different people with like swords and weaponry and stuff like that, and he's got the uh, I don't know what the weapons called. Maybe you can tell me, but it's the the three staffs. Yeah, three section staff. Yeah, speak of hipster weapon. I love that one. <sighs> Bro, phenomenal, And they right? use it super like, well, too. It's probably one of the best used in any kind of movie, even, like, old-school shit that I can recall. Yeah, and he fights, like, different just different styles. One guy with a staff, one guy with a, like, you know, like a more, like, traditional, like, kind of, like, little Spaniard-style sword. You know what I mean? Like, he fights different different martial arts until the, the end scene when, when he dies. You know what I mean? But, like, it's... It's one of the most well done, like cool weaponry scenes, and I wanted to include some weaponry scenes because yeah. I didn't have any on my list. But that's totally. definitely one of them. Another callback to your boy, old Donnie Yen versus oh, Mike shit. Tyson, Ip Man Three. Yes, wow, the three yeah. minute fight scene. The three minute fight scene, dude. Looks like right out of a video those... game. Yes. It's right out of a fucking video game. And the reason I had to put Donnie in, at least on, on honorable mentions, and this scene stuck out to me. It's not because Ip Man 1 is not great. It's not because, you know, the karate scene you talked about where he fights the 10, the 10 black belts, which I thought was phenomenal because, like, if you think about this study of – I've always and I've always told people this. Like, kung fu is very – like, if it was a shape, it's a circle. Mm-hmm. And and they even teach that. Like, you've, you've studied – probably kung fu more than i have but like your footwork like everything's in a circle you always wanted to move like around and this way and da 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 what karate always felt like to me was very blocky it felt like Mm -hmm. a square yes because it's very rudimentary movement it's this 
and then that, and then a, it's a block, and then a fucking punch, and then another block, and then a front kick. You know what I mean? Like, it's very blocky, choppy style, like, fucking martial arts, but it's also bastardized from kung fu. You know what I yep. mean? So, yeah. like, um, I don't know. It's just, it, it just shows you the smooth, like, the smoothness, that fight scene of, of Donnie Yen versus the, the 10 black belts shows you the smoothness of kung fu. This shows you the smoothness of, like, you're like, well, we fucking know Mike Tyson. We know what he does well. You know what I'm saying? And what the fuck is like? Could Donnie in like do some shit? And like, it's just one of the most well done like mixing scenes of like boxing because that's all fucking Mike Tyson does. Yep. Using him not not in a non realistic way. Like if yeah. that fight scene like literally played out that way, like in real life. Like I could see that playing out like that way in real life. <laughs> yeah. Dude, oh dude. I don't know another way to say that. No, 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 totally. And let me just, let me let me let me just add what like Donnie Yen's a chameleon, man. It's what I love too. It's like he can just like cuz not even just kung fu like he, it's 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 a Wing Chun is the character that he's playing. Um is a real historical person, right? Uh, obviously, they take a lot of liberties in the Ip Man, uh, but but it's a real historical figure for whatever that's worth, folks. And that figure specialized in Wing Chun, uh, which is where Bruce Lee came from. Obviously, Bruce Lee made his own martial art, Jeet Kune Do, which he popularized. But rumor was, like, Donnie Yen, for his martial arts experience, he really wasn't a Wing Chun guy. And, like, I've heard Wing Chun people weigh in and, like, how impressive, like, it was. And which is why, again, with that Flashpoint reference as far as MMA fighting goes, I was super impressed there because that's even a whole extension of another realm that's like a third cousin from kung fu you know if we're talking about mixed martial arts so this dude's like a a, a, a goddamn chameleon so he he definitely deserves honorable mentions on both our lists oh for sure and that fight scene just goes so well because you even have like you don't have mike Ty- like it's it's the realism of like mike tyson like he's not doing anything more than boxing except for a few scenes he kind of think he throws like a little like like low kick here and there kind of like it's kind of shitty and it's it's kind of less than memorable, but it happened and you're like it, it could happen like okay he could kick a dude like while he's on the ground like okay it's a street fight it's not a fucking he's not boxing anymore but the scenes where he is boxing and he's fucking dipping and fucking just like huh, 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 like throwing the uppercuts yeah. and the fucking hooks you're like oh yeah 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 that that makes sense Donnie Hans flying across the room oh yeah 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 that makes that makes sense <laughs> yep yep yep. Yeah, so no, these, totally, these man. Next totally. Two, I'm actually these next two. I'm actually going to put in a particular order. I'm okay. going to end it Shoot in a particular order. So one of them is Captain America versus Batroc, or uh, what's his name? Evans. What's his Luke Evans? What's his name? Evans? Uh, no, Chris Evans versus GSP Winter Soldier. It oh, is one shit. of the opening fight scenes, um, and it's amazing because, like, again, I'm a huge GS- GSP. Is probably my favorite MMA fighter of all time. And you finally get to see him on the big screen. And I think that's a large reason why this fight scene made, like, my honorable mention is because, too, you get to see a lot of – dude, there is a sequence of this fight where you see GSP throw the the low kick flying Superman punch sequence. And if all – that's all I got to – if the movie cut off then, I would have been fucking just happy because he's clearing – like, it it clearly shows, like, the clearing of distance and how well it – like – you throwing something to set up clearing the distance means in a fight sequence like that when you're fighting somebody who in the movie is like a kind of like a superhuman. You know what I mean? And you kind of have to do all the little like tricks that you can to clear that distance and get there as fast as possible 
with uh, some offensive threats. And and the kicks are fucking amazing. What and the, the, the you know I was a little salty because Captain America kept using his shield and shit. I'm right. like, put that shit down, bro. Yeah, you ain't beating GSP. You know what I'm saying? He yep. he's a two two a two division world champ. You ain't beating shit, Captain America. Uh, but anyways, man, I had I had to just throw that in there for the for one time for the one time one time for the um the the Avenger fans. You know what I mean? One time for the MCU universe. My favorite uh, one that, that made my honorable mentions is a fight scene involving Tweedle Ejiofor, who was in you know, 12 Years a Slave. Yes. Oh, he's in all these kind of different movies versus Jean-Jacques Machado. Yep. The movie's called Red Belt. Red Belt, And it's baby. the end fight scene where it's – we talk about we don't have a lot of grappling. Yes. And a lot of grappling did not happen on my list yep. um, because there's – it's not that we don't like it. I don't think it's well represented. Absolutely, yes. In Hollywood, it's not, it's, it's hard. Red Belt, it was a very indie film that came out. A lot of people don't know it, and I think it came out sometime oh eight oh nine. If you haven't seen this movie, just watch the trailer. Find the movie wherever you can find it. Hell, if you uh, need help finding it, hit me up. Maybe hit Dan Tom up. I'm sure yeah. we can send you a link on Amazon so you can go buy it, order it for yourself or something. I'm sure it's somewhere. Like I don't think it's on Netflix, but it might be on Hulu or Amazon Prime or something. If you get a chance to watch this movie, watch it. It's it's all about jujitsu. Before jujitsu was like popping. Before MMA was popping. Like it's all about the struggles of kind of like a jujitsu teacher who's just like some real shit happened to him and he's just trying to make it in the world and and he kind of gets kind of done dirty by like higher class society and Tim Allen's in it. Tim Allen's right. It, it's great. It's just a fucking great movie. But this in fight scene is it's all grappling based. Yep. It's all grappling based. And it goes to the, it goes from standing to, it shows you the elements of like, uh, when you, when you take jujitsu class, right. And you got to obviously stand up and you're, mm-hmm. you're trying to jockey for position and you're trying to like grab something on somebody. You know what I mean? It does that whole, it plays that whole note. It goes to the ground. Like the actual flips, the actual like throws and tosses, they look real. The, yep. the mount, the mount, like the placement, of the feet, the placement of a hand, everything looks so fucking real in this grappling scene, dude. And it's John Jacques Machado. You yeah, think he's gonna be fucking John Jacques. He's gonna be in a movie. That, that this, was this, I, I love. Gonna it, allow man. that. No, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned this one. I mentioned this one on my chat as far as like martial arts movies because it's the most realistic one toward MMA. It's, it's based around like an early MMA event. But I'm slapping myself for not even writing it on my list or that fight scene in particular um, because yeah, it represents grappling so well. And obviously Machado made sure he was a technical director of sorts. I think he even has a yes. credit on that. And yeah. by the way, it's like it's it's a legit director. It's not only that, like a legit writer, like a playwright, David Mamet, who's a legendary playwright. And he also did movies like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, like real strong acting base. Like actors who are actors want to work with this guy. And this guy chose to do a martial arts movie. And what's great about it is it's essentially like it's got its own side story that Blake touched on, which is perfect and great. But also, like, another way to look at it, it's like UFC 1, except imagine if all the political ties in the background were working against the Gracie families and Hoist Gracie as opposed to working for them. Not shitting on the Gracies or UFC 1, by the way, but let's be real, without getting into the history for another show, 
there was a lot of politics geared. It was it was eventually it was designed to show off Gracie Jiu Jitsu. But this movie is essentially it's great if you're a Jiu Jitsu fan because they've got like Helio Gracie characters and they've got like real representations of, of people who are real figures. Like they're giving you nods if you're a hardcore. You will get yes, plenty you know. of nods here, okay? And it's great because it's like almost like a, 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 a real jujitsu story without any of the politics uh, from either side of it. You know, if anything, the politics were working against this guy and you watch him work uphill. It's a fantastic movie. Oh, it's so fucking well done. It's so good. The fight scenes are so real. Like everything's just so real and you can't like if you're if you're a martial arts fan, like this was actually going to be. It's, it, I was going to have when, – when we originally made this list and it was going to be just martial art movies, it was going to be this one in Warrior and I didn't know which one I wanted to make. Damn. That's a, that's first. Yeah, man. So, I'm, I, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I've, I, got, I got a lot of blind spots on here. There's a lot of things I need to watch. There's a lot of things I need to go back and watch for sure. So, man, this was awesome. I, I hope, I hope uh, you got the same out of it and hopefully the listeners of the show uh, definitely got some uh, reference points, right? Yes. No, I, I – Listen, if anything, we gave everybody a badass list to watch during the quarantine. How about that? There we go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably go back and, and uh, post on Twitter just for fun a uh, list of the movies that are discussed, and hopefully that'll hook people in who are, haven't already listened already. Um, but if you're if, if if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you as I give you a wave. If you're subscribing on iTunes, thank you as well. Subscribing, sharing, uh, ratings and reviews, thumbs up, how whatever the metrics are, they're appreciated, they're felt. And uh, they will help us uh, give you more programs like this. Blake, before we get out of here, though, man, i got to give the floor to you as I thank you for joining me. This was, again, one of the funnest top five episodes uh, and definitely one of the most different ones in a good way that we've had. So so thanks so much for joining, man. Nah, man, thank you for having me on. Uh, Everybody, if you want to just follow my antics and follow what I do, uh, Unfiltered Bachelor, uh, the podcast is on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are. That's where the show is. You can follow it uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all Unfiltered Bachelor. Um, you can follow me, Money Blakeweather, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. It's all Money Blakeweather because I stay undefeated and I stay keep coming forward and I stay badass. Uh, Dan Tom, thank you so much for, uh, for having me on, my man. Dude, it was awesome. Yeah, definitely follow Blake, folks. Give him a shout. Thank him for coming on the program. If that's where you heard uh, heard him here, go follow his stuff. And don't be afraid to give us a shout there, too, at the PYM Podcast on all social platforms. Promise not to spam your feed. It's felt. Of course, the show is hosted at MixedMartialAnalyst.com, where you can find all these shows archived, as well as banners on the right-hand side for On It. Amazon. I know we're all using those in these weird times right now. You click through those links, it doesn't charge you any extra. Get whatever you need to get to survive. Kicks a small percentage of your sale back to help this keep the show afloat. Hopefully by next week we'll have some backdrops and some other things. I'm working on it, folks. I'm a, I'm a noob. I'm working on it. We're, we're, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get better at this. So thank you guys for joining the ride. Thanks again, Blake. And until next time, protect the next. Oh, 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 oh,